Jacksonville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
is a detective down in Texas. You know he knows just exactly what the facts is. He ain't gonna let those two escape justice. He makes his living off of the people's taxes. Bobby Sue, whoa, whoa, she slipped away. Billy Joe caught up to her the very next day. Fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, or Steve Millerish, better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. I love Steve Miller Band. It's yep. one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. You're going to have that. You're yep. going to have that. And actually, I um, I asked Mick, uh, because we, we spend like the first, I don't know, like the 15 minutes before the show just listening to um, various music previous opening actually songs i just that we've played put on previous opening songs yeah and i just loop them yeah i and just just play them so you know just play them the guest comes in early they can hear it whatever it's like um, green room music yeah so i was wondering if you guys would like for us to start the broadcast like 15 minutes early and you can listen to that music before we actually come on live at the show at six o'clock so um i know there's not a whole lot of people in here yet but uh yeah let me let me know what you think um if not, that cool, whatever. So you're gonna have that. Yeah. So and I'm, we're waiting for Doctor Kirk to come in. I uh, I just texted him, but he's scheduled to come in the show tonight. To talk to us about the pending economic collapse because uh, it ain't getting any better, peeps. No. No, definitely not. No, we've got we got some issues. Yep. yep. Somebody issues. It's um, it's not gonna be fun, but it's all good. You know. They'll be okay. So we're, you're going to have that. Uh, there's quite a bit of news, actually, we got to get to. Today. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I noticed that you pulled a clip that I posted today in Telegram. I did. I pulled it last because I was out there. I was out on the porch before the show watching, um, ch- like, checking in the Telegram chat. And I saw it. And I was like, ooh, okay. Well, um, you know, you posted it. I'll, I'll go ahead and play it. So. It's literally... Uh, well, you guys. What's up, Kyle? Holy shit. Look, Look at, at that. that. So we always talk about so much 
dark shit in here, right? If you guys don't know who I'm referring to, that would be Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast. If you haven't checked out the Big Dumb Podcast, please do. It's they have quite the hysterical. best opening song. Yeah, well, there's that too, but good, I have ever good heard conversations, because good guests, good interviews. Right yeah. here, this is to you, Kyle. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And most especially yours. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but uh, you remain one. So yes. <laughs> anyway, one um, of my more favorite intros. Uh, yes. If you have never heard their intro, I was so angry that they stole that. Uh, it's great. Good stuff. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. But so. anyway, um, so yeah, you did pull one of mine, and we we have so much dark shit. We always we always start off with dark shit. So too. should we start out with the transgender shit then? We're we're just gonna start with this because this okay. is actually extremely comical and okay. um, made me. I shot monster green lemonade stuff, the fucking monster <laughs> Australian Australian tea or tea whatever or, that or, shit no, is. No, it's lemonade, Australian lemonade. Okay. And it's it's badass, pretty good. But I shot it directly out of my nose while I'm sitting in my truck today. And this was on my fucking Twitter account. And I was like, shit, it just came right out of my nose. And it wasn't that I was making fun of what's about to happen in this video. It was because it was out of like hope, like, holy shit, finally, this is happening. This is becoming now it's not normalized anymore. And we're finally putting a fucking end to this bullshit. Fuck them. Watch this. Hold my beer type shit. So check this out because this is pretty crazy. It's hysterical, too. But uh, I want to make sure I got the volume up on this one. Play this bad boy. Yep. So who brought the training? Who, who brought the pedophile? First of all, no, thank you. Who brought the pedophile? It's not optional. We want to know. You're required. We want to know. Oh, well, we're medically exempt. Thank you, though. Who brought the pedophile? I just want to know. It's for well, then why is the pedophile here? So you guys could please. Why did you? No, no, no. We want to know why there's a pedophile here. We saw videos of what that thing does. Yeah. Why did you? Hey, it's got videos. You see a lot of pedophiles here. Do to little children. Yeah. Why did you bring the pedophile? I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, then why would you bring your children to a pedophile? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not vulgar language. Hey, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Why would you want to bring children to this? Why would you want to expose your children to this? Just to prove how tolerant you are a pedophile? This is the only thing I have a problem exposing children to. So this. You want to expose your children to pedophiles to prove how tolerant you are. This is disgusting. It's sick. Yeah, but we have this is sick. That thing has videos. No, no, no. We deserve it. We deserve it. We have rights to deserve it. Look, we got a pedophile here. We're in giants. Oh, man, I'll never support the giants again. Look at they brought kids here. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Tell me, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? This is sick. This is sick. You guys should be disgusted. Call them. There's a pedophile here with children. Call them. This is disgusting. 
What the hell is wrong with you people? These poor children. What is wrong with you sick people? Get out of here, you pedophile. Get out of here. You're not safe here. Get out of here. Yeah, disgusting. Look, no, this is sick. You are sick. You are sick. Look at these poor children. It's all based on these poor children. These poor children. How dare you guys? You godless whores. You guys are sick. It's not okay. You're not starting it again. This is over. This is over. It's over forever. No more. No more sick pedophiles here. No, you are sick. If you're not fucking fired up, finally, that Jesus, is awesome. Let me pull this out. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 I wow. It, it's just, it's catching on, folks. That's to bring a little hope. There's a little hope there. A ray of sunshine. Uh, fuck. Uh, my alarms are going off. Because um, fuck. Oh, <laughs> that pisses me off. They brought fucking kids. Oh. Yep. <sighs> There's things you do. There are things you don't do. I believe that was a public library too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and They're these dads, them public schools. These dads finally got found, reached down. They were like, "Hey, what is this? Holy, hey, holy shit! That's a little testicular fortitude." Jane, I've got balls. <laughs> And, and and look at them. They went out there. They went after them. They said, I've seen this thing online already. It's a, it's a, whatever it is, it's a pedophile. It, it, it is a pedophile. I, holy sh finally. I mean, I wish that was happening around here. They, there'd be just nothing but videos of me walking in and shooting people. It'd be ugly, but I mean, exactly. That's what he said. Didn't you hear that? Uh, you might have missed it, Leo. But if you were late getting to the party, he was like, he the dad even said he said please because they were like, we're gonna call the cops and yeah, have you fucking please. removed. Please, and he was like, no, 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 please do because there's a pedophile sitting right there around a bunch of kids. Yeah, and I was like, holy and shit! I believe uh, the background of that is they actually had videos of this thing person um uh, that they were uh, with children abusing children some something something to that effect they had previously been convicted of yeah yeah of being a yeah. pedophile it wasn't a like they just walked in and saw a drag queen story hour and like called them out as a pedophile no no like, they legit they, they legit this went was and did, a pedophile they, like they did their research went and did their research and, and then brought it with them yeah yeah so uh good and, on them because hey, you know what and god bless them but the the last couple people as i found out later on doing a little research into this video before because i never bring anything on here and just slap it out there just because i'm looking to get sued now i did a little research to make sure i mean i was pretty sure i mean it's libs of tiktok they took it from this guy's site yeah well i actually went and looked this up because they did a whole new story about it long story short the last four or five people were administrators from the library that were like the fat lady that was standing right in the way mm-hmm and she came out with her mask on. Sir, please put your mask on. No, 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 I don't have to wear one. No. Finally, we're hearing that too. Yeah, we're no. Finally, Just hearing. No. You know what? No, fuck you. No, I'm not wearing one. 
we're hearing that. It's finally. I got asked today. Do you have a mask? Nope. What? Yep. Got asked just today. Showed up at this lady's house to work on her garage door. Uh-huh. You got a got a mask? Nope. No. Sure don't. No. Nope. She well, do you have one in your nope? Sure don't. No. No, no. Haven't had one since the beginning of COVID, and I'm not scared. Yeah. So yes, indirectly, I tactfully, I am calling you a pussy boy. Do you have any other questions? Oh, this is a dude? No, it was a woman, but okay. That you can't say pussy girl. That's like too, it's like pussy pussy. But I mean, you can't you can't really call them pussy boys because pussies are so much tougher than dicks. So we can call them penile girls. Penile <laughs> girls. You're a penile girl. <sighs> okay. Because dicks are so much weaker than pussy. They really apparently. are. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, kick a girl between the legs and she'll kick you between the legs and um see what happens see who falls first <laughs> so either way i was just like no i was uh, like no i don't and wow. no i'm not going to get one so well it it is but like um, he he calls her uh, man it was impressive it's just a little bit of hope a little ray of sunshine in the beginning of the show before you get into the deep dark shit because it, it, that was hysterical uh when they started calling out the pedophile uh, love the fact that they were so quick um, to, to call her out for what it is. And it was sitting there in its weird fucking costume. And the guy came out and said, who brought the pedophile here? Yeah. Who brought the trainee here? Yeah. Who's the trainee? Yeah. I, <sighs> I, I, I love it. I, I think. Um, Where is this at? Oh, uh, this was uh, actually, this was Texas. Yeah. Yeah. This is down in Texas. Yep. Texas Public Library down outside of Austin. Yeah, Austin, of course. The most woke place in Texas. I mean, literally, all the prick bad chicks. Yes. The, the, I like it, Sparky. Prick chicks. All of the bad shit. Ooh, I actually, I do. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of like the Dixie chicks. The, yes, they, they don't yes. call themselves the Dixie yeah. chicks anymore. Tallywhacker girls. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a fucking I like it. Where were you at with that fucking old mm. tranquil fucking sparky boy? Yeah. Where were you at with the tallywhacker girls? Well, since you're there, or play the tallywhacker chicks the, start on the, the, the LGBT. I identify as a unicorn stuff. Not that go down over the second level down to the right. One more over. There you go. Start there. Because I'm not sure where Dr. Kirk is, but <laughs> Thunder Guns. <laughs> oh! Uh, what's the line? Cock hey. guzzling thunder cunt, I believe, is the cock specific line. Guzzling thunder cunt. Yes, yes that is I, specifically. That, that is from. Um, I got tallywhacked. Blade Three, maybe? With yeah, Ryan the Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thunder cunts. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Cock guzzling thunder cunts. No. Was it cock guzzling or cock juggling? No, it was cock guzzling. Okay. There was a lot of great lines in there. There really was. Yeah. He, he makes every movie better. He does. Too bad he's a pedophile. I know. It's so sad. Just like this one. We're also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQI, excuse me, plus American. Wait, wait, wait. What's that again? You mealy mouth son of a bitch. Let me let me it's spit only, that one out. It's only 10 seconds. Play it again. Plus, America. No, no, play the whole thing. I, excuse me. Plus, 
Americans. <laughs> We're also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQI, excuse me, plus Americans. <laughs> We're also proud to have signed an executive order on my first day in office to combat discrimination against LGBTQI, excuse me, BTQLI, BTQLI, LGBTQL. I LGBTQL I LGBTQL I LGBTQL I excuse me plus holy shit oh I couldn't help myself I'm sorry folks holy fuck what a oh that's my new clip that's going to my fucking that's going to my soundboard yes every time we start talking about the LGBTQLI no oh, shit plus whatever Americans. plus Americans plus whatever so apparently he's talking so about discrimination there's LGBTQI and then there's and plus then there's Americans, Americans. And Americans, so they're different. They're not exactly Americans. Oh, they're kind God. of Americans. They're just not oh, really Americans. God. Just saying. Holy fuck. Wow. All right. Yeah. Holy jeez. <laughs> you can't even say the alphabet. You're absolutely right. No. L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. It's not, it's not saying it that's the problem. It's reading it that's the problem. They need to make the teleprompter bigger or get him glasses. Yeah. LGBTQI that plus. is rough. Uh, he needs something. Yeah, seriously. The teleprompter needs to be much bigger because, I mean, I can see, okay, so you can confuse an L for an I, sort of, if you're far away and old and blind and demented and senile. Hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, you're old, you're not really blind, and I'm the only demented you are is when I hit you in the head with the frying pan. And you're not. No, you forgot when yet, you put the so. magnet against it. Too. Oh, that's true. That's it true. Too. I did. I do. You know, hit EMF waves at them all the time. So. <sighs> I mean, when you can stick magnets to your head, it is a little weird. Oh, okay. It's a anyway. good party trick. Oh, Makes kids time. laugh. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm gonna go shoot magnets at my dad. You know, head. Biden also had brain surgery. Yeah, I know. Like years and years ago, I wonder if he can stick magnets to his uh, head. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, Dr. Kirk is here so we could talk about the pending economic collapse. Hey, so Dr. all Kirk. the doom and gloom comes with this man, this <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I don't want to be the prophet of gloom and doom. No, no, that's okay. But... That's me. I'm affectionately oh, known okay. as the mother of the apocalypse. And all I right. believe Josh is known as uh, Captain Doom and Gloom. So we'll have to come up with another title for you. So Methuselah, Methuselah work with you? No, he's not that old. You're you're older than he is. That, is that true? I think so. Anyway, we're not going to ask. <laughs> Me? Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? How, old, how old do you think I am? Well, he's 45, so. No, I'm older. <sighs> See? Okay. okay. Well, you don't look older. It, only <laughs> guys with beards can tell that shit, all right? I know. It's like the gray in the beard throws it all off sometimes. His He actually dyes his. because it comes, comes in tiger striped. Yeah, tiger striped gray. It looks really yeah. ridiculous, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, I got uh, you. I got you by six years, Nick. I'm okay. Well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. No, we're pretty close. Excellent. So, um, the the new uh, the new inflation number came out. You know, they said it's only what eight eight point six percent. It was eight point three. It went up point two percent. So it's at eight point five, which is so bogus. These numbers Gosh. are just ridiculous because. 
Look, look at diesel fuel is now 569. So the Brandon administration, their new press secretary said it's only gone up a dollar since since he came into office. Like, no. All right. If if it started at a dollar, then it went up a dollar because it's actually doubled since he came in. It's like, what? So so everything's going up. The price of wheat's up 40 percent. Um, I mean, you look at you look at gas prices, you look at groceries, you look at rices now going through the roof and that that will affect like 80 percent of the world. So so inflation's not eight and a half percent. So when you add the unofficial multiplier to it, which is two point eight, we're now pushing unofficially 25 percent inflation. So so this is why this morning the Fed met. Right. And they said, OK, we're going to raise rates. And two weeks ago, the consensus was they were going to do half a point. I and, and then like three days ago, they said they're going to do three quarters of a point. And then even yesterday, so there were some economists said, well, I, it might go up to one percent. Right. I mean, if they did one percent, the, the wheels would have fallen off. Right. Because that's a huge jump in, in one chunk. So they went up three quarters of a point. Well, what happened? So so there was a knee jerk reaction by by the public. The stock market went up today, which makes absolutely zero sense. Right. Because. How when, when rates go up and the world is in debt up to their eyeballs and people won't be able to spend, would, would the stock market go up just a little bit? When it's down 1,200 points over the last three days in anticipation of a rate hike, right? So it's just because they believe the mainstream media sound bites, which are, oh, they're being really aggressive on tackling inflation. And this is going to be amazing for all of us Americans, right? But, but the absolute opposite is true. Because we have so much debt in this country, um, raising rates the way that they did, it's going to kill the stock market and kill the bond market. And I would venture to guess maybe even starting tomorrow or the next day, you start to see them spiraling down again. But gold and silver went up a lot today. Gold went up over 20 bucks, silver over 50 cents because gold and silver thrive on uncertainty, chaos, change, turmoil, all of that. And that's what you get. With, with these rate increases because people aren't going to spend a lot of money. People are living at the margin right now and they can't afford higher rates. So who else thinks this? So so through, let's see, what day is it today? Wednesday. On Friday of, of last week, the, the, the World Bank president, David Malpass, um, readjusted the IMF's growth figures for 2022. So three weeks ago, the, the IMF said, hey, the, the global growth forecast for the entire world is going to be 4.1% economic increase in 2022. So David Malpass, the World Bank president, said, um, we're, we're adjusting that. It's not going to happen. We're going to put it, we're going to speculate it goes to 2.9%. Okay, so 4.1 minus 2.9, that's 1.2%. A lot of people don't look at the numbers right. It's not a 1.2% decline. 1.2% of 4.1, the original number, they're expecting the global growth economy, the, the growth rate to decrease by 31%. That's a huge number. And so the rest of the world is, is not looking at the global economic outlook like anything good because the inflationary pressures are global. Rising interest rates are going to affect everybody. And they're just looking like a massive slowdown of, of epic proportions. Um, and, and food shortages coming incoming as well. Yeah. So the food shortages are, are actually crazy. <laughs> I mean, so 
So what's going to happen probably this fall or this winter when harvest time comes, right, is is you're going to see what the output of, of the, this year's crop was. Well, yeah, you've got all kinds of weird weather patterns happening right now, which are, which are bizarre. But the fertilizer is not there because Russia is not exporting fertilizer anymore. So so all of the North American crops are, are very limited in, in fertilizer, which means the yield is going to be less, which means there's not going to be enough output and the prices are going to go through the roof. So you've got food inflation that's really going to hit the markets um, this fall, this winter during harvest time. But it's so bad globally that in Sri Lanka, they're, they're burning down politicians' houses. I mean, it's just massive revolt and riot because of food inflation over there. India, the second largest food producer of wheat in the world, said what? They said, we're not going to export wheat anymore to the rest of the world. But wait, you're the second largest producer of wheat in the world. This is how they make a lot of money. They're keeping it for themselves, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, if I were the president of India, I'd say, keep the food for our own people. We're not going to export it, right? So I, it's not that I disagree with the decision. I actually agree with it. But the point is, second largest wheat exporter in the world, the rest of the world's not going to have a lot of wheat. Man, prices are going to go through the roof. We haven't even seen the beginning of price increases yet. And and so now, with the last time we did a show, we were talking about um, the the kind of the the nails in the coffin for the petrodollar, right? So so the petrodollar is the, just simply the U.S. dollar that's used for to pay for all oil settlements globally. So like if Russia and India cut a deal for for oil, and they're not paying for it in rubles or rupees, they're paying for it in the U.S. dollar, right? So. Since the 1970s, the petrodollar has been used to pay for all oil, which has built in demand for our currency. Well, now just country by country by country is starting to fall off of that. So the first one was India. India, Russia told India, hey, if you want, if you want oil and gas from us, you have to pay for it in rubles, not petrodollar. And then it went to Poland. And they said, Poland, if you want natural gas, you got to pay for it in rubles. And then there's about six other countries that have now gone. The biggest of those is France. So they're no longer using petrodollars to pay for oil from, from Russia. They're, they're all using rubles. And so, so our, our time in the sun, the U.S. dollar's time in the sun is the world's reserve currency is in its twilight. And they keep putting these nails in the coffin to just kill the dollar. And, and it's working. So if we don't have built-in demand for our currency... But yet we still have a $30 trillion debt we need to fund. We still have stimulus payments we have to fund. We still have welfare and entitlements that, that the country is expecting, right? Politicians will never get elected if those things stop. So they've entered into an inflate or die scenario, right? The, 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 the Brandon administration just goes to the Fed and says, you've got to print more money. You have to print more money because we need it. So this is why inflation is going to persist and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. Well, hold on one second. I, I want to hear from Brandon real quick. Let, let's 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 see what, what he had to say about this. Uh, yeah, just add him. I think if you just add him to the screen, it'll. Yeah, there you go. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Yeah, he's changing people's lives. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to hear anything more about reckless spending because they're changing people's lives. They you mean you mean you can't just 
print money out of nowhere and and it makes everything better? Well, I mean, money doesn't grow on trees. It's got to come from somewhere. I mean, so, technically it does, right? Technically money is, is made from the pulp of trees. Like really, it kind of does grow on trees. All right. Well, you got me there. I guess it does. I mean, but seriously, I mean, the, what, what comes out of that man's mouth is so insanely dumb sometimes. But and and the same AOC said the same thing last year when she was proposing the new Green Deal program or Green New Deal, whatever the dumb thing was called. Put the two of them in a room together. It's like dumb and dumber on crack. How are you going to pay for this? And she said, oh, it's easy. Well, we'll just print money. It's like they don't get it. Whenever you print money, you devalue the currency. When you devalue the currency, it takes more of that junk currency to buy goods and services. That is the root cause of inflation. And they caused it. And now they can't slow it down. They're trying to slow it down with raising rates. But the only way that they can slow it down with raising rates is if rates equal the unofficial inflation rate, which is about 25%. Are they going to raise interest rates to 25%? I doubt it. They don't have the guts to do that, but that's the only way that you can slow down inflation with interest rates. Oh, which is oh. why that happened in the early eighties. Slow, slow your roll. They, they, you're wrong. They don't have the fucking brains to have the guts to know that that's the wrong thing to do. To topple the market with interest rates, I was just explaining this the other night, because it can go one of two ways. You can have way too much inflation and you don't raise interest, interest rates enough where the inflation topples the interest rates and eventually just corrupts the whole system. I said it can happen the opposite, too, where if you run out and you slap a whole bunch of interest rates in there and it outpaces the inflation, it can topple the inflation backwards. And again, everything crumbles and falls. Um, that being said, really quick, first, my first question is the effect this is going to have on the housing market as of like right now, because we've seen a very nice housing market, so to speak, here in Georgia. And I've already heard from realtor friends that it's going to the way of the it's dog. It's softening. That being said, at the same time, uh, the PPI numbers were released yesterday. Um, I'm sure you saw them. Um, how much stock do you put behind the? Because I've heard a couple of other people talk about it today. The couple, the couple people I heard talk about talk about it yesterday. I thought that that number was like the mother load for inflation, and yeah. I, I didn't see the markets react as bad as I thought they were going to react due to that number. However, um, I did automatically hear like almost immediately first thing this morning when I turned on the, the boob tube to catch my uh, morning attempt at them trying to subliminally brainwash, you. brainwash me to make me believe what they believe. Uh, I noticed right off the bat, the first thing they were talking about was the housing market and interest rates on homes. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this sounds almost remarkably just like uh, 1998. You know, and it's funny because I actually I when I was in college, I worked for um, a, a cold call center, basically, where I was trying to sell mortgages to people at like nine percent. And this was in 97, 98, somewhere around there. Right. Um, and I got a phone call yesterday as I was cooking because we bought a cow because we know it's coming. So I've been cooking nonstop for the last three days. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I got this phone call and I had my earbud in. So I just answered it. I didn't even know where my phone was. And this lady was like, oh, you know, she's trying to sell me a mortgage. So I, I knew the drill. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's your interest rate right now? And she said, oh, six and a half percent. 
And I just laughed my ass off. I was like, honey, I have a 2% interest rate. There's no fucking way I would ever go to a 6.5% rate. She's like, well, do you want to take cash out? I was like, no, that's the same thing. Don't call me again. Goodbye. Like I will sit on my 2% interest rate for the next 30 years. If yeah. I have to, it's fixed. I ain't moving. I ain't changing. No, because yeah. uh, I don't know that it's ever going to go that low again. No, I don't think I don't think that it will. I think it's almost impossible. It was been held artificially low for decades and it's not going to go that low again. So here's here's the thing in the last. Well, just this year. So we're in month six. The demand for mortgages is down 50 percent. 50 percent because of the rising interest rates. So so let's look at the mortgage lenders. The mortgage lenders are actually a pretty smart group. Um because what have interest rates done? So we had a quarter point, a half point, three quarter point so far, right? So that's one and a half percent that interest rates have gone up so far this year, starting in March. Well, mortgage rates started at like 3%. You give you a 30 year mortgage for about 3%. Now we're pushing six, right? So, so rates have gone up one and a half percent. Mortgage rates have gone up like 3%. Why is that? Because mortgage lenders are giving a lot of money for a long payback period, right? 30 years, 15 years, whatever. It's a long time. So they're saying by the, by the fact that their rates have doubled, the rate of the Federal Reserve raising of interest rates says, we don't think the economy is going to do so hot down the road. We don't think that there's a propensity for people to pay us back for all the money that we're giving them. So we're going to take a higher reward for the risk that we're taking. And this is why mortgage rates have doubled the rate of growth of the federal fund rate and what the, what the what the Federal Reserve Bank is doing, right? So, so you've got those problems. You've got what the, the global outlook that we talked about the IMF and the World Bank is doing. They're expecting it to come down 31%. Who else thinks that the economy is coming down? Billionaires everywhere. Hedge fund managers like Barry Adelson that's saying, We're, I'm, I'm pulling out. I'm, and, and they make money by selling stocks, right? They're multi-billionaires from selling stocks. They're saying, we're out. We're just going to sit in cash. Well, to me, that's a dumb thing to do because unofficially inflation's at 25%, cash gets you zero. So that's a guaranteed way to lose 25%. But what they're saying is, I'm not going to be involved in the stock market. Even Elon Musk said, I'm laying off 10,000 workers from Tesla, 10% of his workforce. Why would that be? Doesn't everybody want an electric car when, when oil prices and gas prices are going through the roof? It's like, yes, that is the time when you would have demand for an electric car. But he knows that his cars are so expensive that the world can't afford his cars in the economy that's coming. So therefore, he's laying off 10% of his workforce. I mean, starting with that, the ones that won't come back to the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot of them. Yeah. He sent out a letter and he put it on Twitter. He was like, come back to the office or you're fired. You have to work 40 hours a week in the office. And I expect you to work more than that, but you have to be in the office 40 hours a week or you're out, including executives. Like, yeah, he's firing 10%. I think he's probably going to fire more because they won't go back to work. Right. So, So we've got problems. We've seriously got growth problems globally. It's not just in America. Um, the, the housing market's bubbling. The stock market's already bubbled. I mean, it's, it's starting to come down. When, here's, here's the ugly reality. When you look at 
the stock market returns year to date. The, the NASDAQ is down about 35%. The, the S&P 500 is down about 24%. We're, we're not even halfway through the year. Extrapolate that out. Well, the NASDAQ's on pace for a 70% correction this year if it keeps up on this trend. The S&P 500, the broadest stock market index that we have, is on pace for about a 48% correction this year. But let's, let's put it into perspective a little bit. So the NASDAQ, the tech stocks, in 2000, they came down 80%, 80. The first six months of that correction, the NASDAQ was down 21%. The first six months of this correction, it's down 29% during the first six months. We are actually poised to have a worse correction than we did in 2000 when the NASDAQ came down 80%. See, this is not just a... This is not just a um, subprime lending bubble like what we saw in 2009. This isn't just a tech stock bubble like we saw in 2000. This isn't everything bubble, guys. This is, this is a debt implosion. This is too much stimulus money. This is not enough people working. This is an interest rate crisis. This is a global political nightmare. This is geopolitical conflict. All of that causes markets to come down, and it's all happening at the same time. And that's why I, I, I want to run the risk of sounding like a broken record. All that Dr. Kirk ever says is to buy silver, right? I don't care because it's the only thing that makes sense right now when everything else is falling apart and the foundations around us are eroding. I don't care if I sound like a broken record, right? Because when you look three weeks ago, I was talking on shows and, and we've had eight weeks in a row where the stock market has closed lower than when it started. Eight weeks in a row of downward trending stock market activity. Why is that significant? Because that hasn't happened since the Great Depression. That was the record since the Great Depression. Well, then three weeks ago, you had week number nine. Two weeks ago, you had week number 10. Now we're on week number 11. It keeps getting lower and lower and lower. We keep setting new records for declines. This doesn't show any signs of stopping. And this is a problem. And now the geopolitical conflict is getting worse because China sees the ineptitude of the current administration that's like, ah, <laughs> you guys put sanctions on us. We're just going to invade Taiwan. Right. So now you've got another geopolitical battle brewing, which is going to even put more downward pressure on the markets. Yeah. And Israel and Iraq or uh, Israel and Iran are coming, too. But um, the Mick and I were having a, a friendly discussion the other day as we do on the show. Um, and he said, uh, uh, we're going into a recession. I said, fuck that. We're already in a recession because the numbers that they give us are, are past numbers. Like they don't give us, you know, future numbers. They give us past numbers. So we're, we're already there. I think we're going into a depression. I, I, I think, I mean, I literally asked him the other day or maybe yesterday, I said, has anyone jumped out of uh, the, you know, top, windows on Wall Street yet? Do those windows even open anymore after the last time? Um, it's uh, it's not that. I said based on numbers alone right now, we're technically not there. However, we're right on the, the cusp of being there. And I didn't say that we wouldn't go into a depression. I believe that we're very well suited to head towards a depression. And I believe there's one coming. Whether it's going to be another great depression or not is, I guess... Aren't they all great? Up for anyone's debate. But 
I, I, I just, this whole thing involving the homes, that's the one that really, cause I, I remember, I can vividly remember what happened in 2009 cause we owned a home and yeah, um, we were underwater for a hot minute. Yeah. And not only that, but I, I also remember what happened in 1998 and um, that was kind of a subprime boom too. If you, if you think about it, um, not so much, not as bad as what happened in 90, but or uh, uh, not 90, but uh, 2000, 2000. 2000 with the, you know, the dot, com, yeah. dot com burst. But it was it was rippling because I remember my dad worked for a uh, company that was working on Wall Street doing this other stuff. And uh, he uh, yeah, came home one day, had a job, came home the next, didn't have a job anymore. It was like, oh, shit. Why don't you have a job? Oh, the company's not there anymore. I was like, right. that fast, huh? Yeah, I mean, here's so the reality is we're not going to have a, a great depression again. We're going to have a massive depression. But the Great Depression was a deflationary depression where prices came down because they didn't have a printing press. What we're going to have now is a depression, where which is an economic business cycle thing, um, where we're people aren't working, people aren't spending, people don't have jobs, but yet prices are going up, not down. So that's an inflationary depression. That's the worst of all possible scenarios. So the definition of a recession is, is two quarters of declining growth. Well, we've had declining growth since mid COVID times in 2020. I mean, 2021, I mean, it's been going on for a year and a half. So we're not in a recession now. We we technically are in a depression, but it's a it's a different kind of one than what people would expect. Because normally in a depression, prices come down to entice people to spend. This one, it's the absolute worst because they've been hiding it, masking it with massive printing of money to trick people into thinking that it's not that bad. And that's causing prices to go up. So it's not a typical depression or recession. It's an inflationary one, which is the worst of all possible scenarios, because that hits families at home. When you when you don't have jobs, when you don't aren't making enough and that everything that you buy is going up in price, it really amplifies the situation. This is why with this kind of economic outlook, you get social chaos that comes with it and riots and looting. And so here's the crazy thing about it. And I and I hate to. To. Um, use this as an example, but we have to. So it was Bill Clinton that said, it's the economy, stupid. People vote with their wallets, right? We're in an election year. The economy stinks so bad that nobody in, in the House or the Senate would get reelected with the economy the way that it is. So there was the horrible shooting in Texas, right? Now what's going on? Everybody's eyes are kind of off the economy and everyone's talking about gun rights. Right. So you you redirect the narrative to, to keep their eyes off the economy because they know that they can't fix it. And you do something that people will say, oh, yeah, we've got to we've got to have gun rights because we, we need peace in America. It's 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 when, when people don't realize it's people that kill people. It's not guns that kill people. Right. And so. So, but they're changing Don't forget about the January 6th distraction narrative. Um, All of that thing, too. You know, they premiered me. In, I she was let the, it I off. I was the woman at the very the first 10, 15 seconds of the video. They've never contacted me. I've never been under any investigation. They completely took what I said out of context, like cut it so that it was completely misconstrued. It was absolutely ridiculous. And actually, I just got a phone call from someone um, to potentially work on suing them um, with uh, 
uh, yeah, Travalis Evans because um, he they did the same thing to him. But anyway, they're just giving distraction after distraction because you're absolutely right. And in the chat, they're asking, they're like, what you know? Why are they waiting to crash it? Like, why are they holding on so long? And I think you're right. It's because of the elections coming up. And I think right after the midterms, like come Christmas is going to be fucked. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about the the because uh, Doc, but like, uh, Brandon's going down to <gasps> the Middle East when tomorrow. Yeah, he's going to Saudi Arabia. Going to, to Saudi Arabia, to, right? To, get some to, to, yeah. to take, hang out with the to, uh, to take his teeth out and get on his knees. Well, he's going to do something like that. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he was sitting there and I I I miss. I didn't, well, I didn't misconstrue it. I construe it as this is I believe he's going down there to make this look like his one big, Hey, look folks, look what I did. I went down there. I got, uh, you know, whatever fucking Saudi Arabia and OPEC to start pushing up some more oil. I'm saving us from the problem I started because I got rid of the pipeline here in America and we're not going to let our guys actually drill on company land. You know, that type of thing. I'm like, holy Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what he's doing. Right. I, if, he, if Do you think that's going to make any difference on gas prices, especially? Yeah, I, I, I do. See, uh, gas prices are going to continue to soar. I mean, they're already $7 on average in Southern California. I mean, they're just going to continue to go up. But because they don't allow, there's not a lot of refining capacity here in America because the environmentalist lobby doesn't allow us to do any more drilling or fracking or things like that. We're still dependent on, on other countries oil. Right. And, and if you start messing with them, um, he, he's just going to cause problems and, and oil prices, gas prices are going to go through the roof. I, I agree with that. I, I yeah. think we're, I think we're doomed to come tomorrow. I, I it's, it's, it's scary to think about and it's, it's even scarier to believe that we're, we're just, on on the uh, back end of this it's just a matter of time now when everything when crashes. are they going to reprogram the pumps in georgia to, yep. to have a four digit price yeah like the way they yeah. they've already done that in california apparently so. i heard about that today too <sighs> I, was, I was giggling about that. i mean it's it's not going to be funny i've already put 150 dollars in gas in my car this week yeah because i i had wow. to drive to go get the cow and then i had to drive the kid to practice that's hour and a half round trip you know yeah so uh, three days a week like it's not you know it's it's no joke so yeah. um oh desert beauty said who died so Lindsay said i uh, don't forget who did the sword dance with the saudi king but i believe the saudi king just died didn't he i thought i saw Muhammad, that Muhammad died uh five six six no, years no no, years no. Years. this was after uh, the the one that um that trump went over and and did the the sword dance with I, I'm not I, I 100% to, sure. I, have to go look I saw it come through the news, but um, it, I'm not, I know it was a, a king, might have been the UAE king though. Abdullah? Might have been. Yeah. So one of them just died and their son took over, their eldest son and heir, because they have like, you know, what, 60 generally average. So, so what do we have to look forward to uh, after this? I mean, do you think that this is, I mean, I, cause we heard about another potential rate increase by the end of next week as well in interest rates, which is uh, really scary. Uh, I actually, I heard the beginning of next week and then today I heard it was going to be probably more towards the end of next week if they do it at all. And I was hearing this is going to be another three quarter gain. Man, if they do two, three quarters in a two week span, it's lights out for the stock market. I mean, 
this just tells you that even the fact that this conversation is coming up, that they've lost control, right? So if they do that, the mortgage industry is toast for a bit. I mean, the housing market will just get, get obliterated, but what the bond market has done. I yeah, mean, that is, that is That'd destroy all our bonds. It will destroy, it will absolutely destroy bonds because here's the mechanics of bonds. As interest rates come down, the value of bonds goes up. As interest rates go up, the value of bonds comes down. So there's nowhere in the world for bonds to go except for down because interest rates are rising and rising so quickly. Traders in the pit and who, you know, the, the big boys, you know, Goldman and, and Merrill and everybody else who, who trades these bonds, they're not going to have buyers for them when they're, the expectation is rates are going to go up so quickly. Nobody's going to want to buy them. So they're going to have to say, all right, we'll sell it to you at a discount. We'll sell you at 20% off par, 30% off par for just to get rid of them. This is how you start to get a pandemic in the bond selling world where it just starts spiraling right away. If they raise rates that quickly, Mick, I think the bond market's just absolutely on fire toast. I mean, it's just not going to do well. Well, that's what uh, they talked about it yesterday. They said that they could see as early as Monday another three quarter gain uh, in interest rates. But today, when I went back to the same site, it was now it's looking more like towards the end of next week. But uh, still, that's within a two week period. And they're jacking it up uh, a percent and a half right there, right off the bat without even a freaking no joke. Here we go. We're going to be at 425 before we walk out of here. I mean, this is like, uh, I have never, ever, I, I mean, I, I do kind of remember it, um, in 2009, although I really wasn't paying attention too tightly on it. You were deployed. Um, but I can tell you in 2098, when we watched it happen right in front of us, I mean, we were right there. We we're in New York city. We were watching guys come home. We were hearing about people's parents coming home and pulling out the old rifle and saying, well, I'm going to chew on some lead tonight and uh, pulling the trigger because that's how backwards they were. It was that ridiculous. And yeah. I mean, I, I, we know pl plenty of parents that did that because they all worked down on wall street and they came home to their rich home in Connecticut and yeah, they didn't have any more money because it was all gone. Right. Why they put suicide clauses in insurance. Um, life insurance policies. So I, I just, uh, this is, uh, this is all, I mean, I was just reading uh, most of this stuff came, it was really funny because a lot of this stuff was coming out of NBC and I've been hearing a lot more out of the liberal side of the media about inflation and about, uh, yeah, things aren't looking so good economically. And when I start hearing them start talking like that, I'm like, we're really screwed. We're really screwed. Right. We got some problems. They're calling out the federal government over this. So, and I, I thought it was weird because was it the CEO JP Morgan Chase? He was on. He went on Fox News the other day. Yeah, he said right, we got a hurricane coming. Um, yeah. I. What's his name? I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he came out. He was on uh, Fox News the other day, and I started giggling. And I was like, "This guy's a huge liberal," and he's on Fox News calling out the administration, saying, "We've got a hurricane coming." When you get PPI scores of five percent per month per growth annually, I'm sitting there going, five percent per you're you're looking at it twenty uh, shit uh, almost a twenty percent gain before the end of the year." Now I'm sitting yeah. here going, "Holy!" Jesus. And that's at PPI. Again, what's your belief in the PPI number? I mean, do you believe? Thank you, Desert Beauty. Jamie Diamond. That's it. So, yeah, Jamie Diamond, uh, CEO of Chase. So I think that the PPI numbers are actually the core of the inflation because that's where everything starts. 
that the consumer price index is the retail growth, right? So when you add core inflation, the, the manufacturer's price increases, and then you actually have to add retail price increases on top of that. Well, something doesn't add up, right? Because if, if producer price inflation is well over 10% and yet CPI is at 8.5, what, wouldn't you think that the retail prices would be grow higher than the manufacturer's prices or else the retailers are squishing their margins and not making as much money. They're not going to do that. So the retail numbers should be higher than the manufacturer's inflationary growth. And it's not, which just shows us that the numbers are so bogus that they're absolutely cooking them. And when you have manufacturer's inflation, that's higher than, than retail inflation, you know that the numbers aren't right. There's no way that that could actually be. Well, you know, I heard a, an interesting, um, a different theory on that. Well, it was actually before the, the, the CPI number came out, but uh, I think it was Mike Adams. I'm not sure. Um, but he was saying, you're actually going to see like a lot of retailers are, are having big sales right now, especially on appliances, household appliances, things like that, because they know those big ticket items in four or five months, people are just not going to be able to afford them and they want to get rid of their inventory. Right. So, they're just they're they're slashing the prices now because you know I mean they buy everything, they mark it up one to two hundred percent. I worked in retail for years. Okay, I I guarantee you everything in that store is marked up at least a hundred percent when it's on sale. Okay, so I mean they they could slash it down another you know they could take another twenty five percent off of the sale price and still make more than significantly more than than what they paid for it. They just sure. want to get rid of their inventories because. Otherwise, it's going to sit there for years and they're never going to recoup. So right. um, so I think you're going to see sales for a little bit, maybe through the summer and then come like Labor Day. That that's it. What what's left is what's left and you're going to be paying premium. Right. So oh, absolutely just different perspective on that, because that's that could account for the CPI number now. And we'll see that go up significantly in a couple of months once they, you know, divest themselves of most of their. Not to mention that I, I always thought that the consumer confidence index was a good gauge as to whether the numbers were real or not, because uh, it's the lowest number that they've ever had in the history of the cons consumer confidence yeah. index. It was the number released, I guess, on Friday, because I guess they released all these numbers all at once, like Friday, they just mass right. dump, you get the CPI, the CCI, all this other shit. Anyway, the consumer confidence index was released as well, and it's the lowest it's ever been recorded. Yeah. And I was laughing hysterically. I Doesn't was like, wow, go me. figure. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. Um, last question for you, Dr. Kirk here. Uh, is there a minimum amount of silver that someone can buy from you? Because I think a lot of people are put off thinking like, I don't have a thousand dollars to to spend on silver or five thousand dollars or whatever it is. Like if someone has an extra fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, can they can they do that? Like what's the minimum that someone can I mean, buy right now? Te technically they could, but I wouldn't recommend it because I don't have a minimum. I don't okay. have a minimum. But when you purchase, let's say one silver round for twenty six bucks, mm -hmm. it costs twenty five dollars to ship anywhere between one and five hundred ounces. Anything over 500 ounces is free. So if, if you bought one silver eagle or silver round for $26 and you have to double the price to get it to you because of shipping, that mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense, right? So, right? so I would tell people, even though I have no minimum, I want to help everybody, just keep that in mind 
And I would say 300 to $500 would be a legit minimum. So you're not nickel and dime to death on shipping. Gotcha. Okay. Um, gotcha. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, do you have any kind of like a, like if someone does a, sets up like a regular monthly thing where, you know, they, they have, you know, they have an extra right now, 200 bucks, 300 bucks a month. Um, that, and cause I know you can also hold it in your depository. So, um, can they, can they do a reoccurring option, something like that yeah. with you where if the they don't have a whole lot of money, depository storage is really cool because there is no shipping. Yeah. So you can do smaller increments there if you wanted to. Now the minimum storage fee on, on the depository is $50 a year. So you could start small, but the, every time you purchase, there's no shipping involved. So you, you, you buy something twice, two, $300 purchases. Well, that's your storage for the whole year, roughly at the depository. So for smaller incremental purchases, I would open up a depository account because you can do that because there is no shipping. Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. exactly what, yeah. Cause I think in these times, you know, um, people that are, that, that are starting to freak out and go, Oh, Oh shit. You know, um, like my mom, my mom was telling me yesterday and, and, uh, and I kind of want you to speak to her right now, Kirk, before we let you go. Cause, uh, I told her cause, uh, our kids, she controls our kids education fund, which right now is paying for his private military school because we gave him the option between that and college. He chose us. That's fine. Uh, we had previously enough money in there for all four years, plus a little extra. And uh, of course it's tied to the stock market. So now there's enough for next year, maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, mom, I need you to get out. I need you to get all that, everything that's out of there right now and, and put it in silver. Cause the stock market's not coming back. We talked about it the other day. I was like, I think maybe at that point I was like, maybe it'll rebound one more time before, it, you know, before it completely crashes, but not by much. And I was like, just, just get out and please like call Dr. Kirk and put it in silver. Cause that's it. And she was like, well, you know, I, I, I've mostly gotten out of the stock market now, but you know, most of everything I'm holding is cash and that's fine. Right. And I was like, mom, no, that's not fine. The dollar's going to be worthless. So once again, and I just, she was she like, doesn't listen well, to no, because she, she brought up to me, she said, well, look, because I constantly send her articles about, you know, the COVID vaccine and things like that. Cause I've been pushing her on that for a long time, not to get it. I've been successful so far. Um, but uh, she, so she sent me an article back and she, and it was like uh, something about, oh, they said, well, the dollar is stronger than it's ever been and not to worry. And I was like, and if it was some from some mainstream liberal rag, I don't know, ABC, NBC, CNN, some bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. um, so they're saying the dollar is in the strongest position it's ever been in. So why should my mom get out of her cash, her strong cash position right now? Well, maybe it's strong, maybe it's not. It's irrelevant because inflation is roughly at 25%. So it doesn't matter if the dollar is strong or weak. Inflation's at 25%. You're getting 0% on your cash. So therefore, you're losing 25% a year whenever you're sitting in cash. Now, you're not subject to market losses, right? Stock market decline. But it's a guaranteed loss of the difference between what you're making on cash, which is zero, pretty much, and what the unofficial inflation rate is, which is unofficially at 25%. That's not a good guarantee. If you want a guarantee, you want a guarantee, a gain, not a guaranteed loss. Yeah. I, I gave her the story about the guy that put, uh, 
you know, 50 bucks of gold and a $50 bill in a, a time capsule in a tin box and, and buried it 50 years ago. And now the gold is worth like, you know, uh, 35,000 or something like that. And the 50 bucks is still worth 50 bucks. So um, anyway, <laughs> but all right, perfect. That's, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go see to forward slash defiant. Yep. And get your gold and silver today. Yep. Or, or call 720-605-3900 and tell them that the Patriot Party sent you, Mick and V. Lynn sent you. And uh, yeah, seriously, get get your silver. Get even if it's even if it's three hundred bucks and put it in a depository or set up a, a reoccurring you know deposit a hundred bucks. Right. Get get it out of your four hundred one k because that's just sitting in the stock market that's crashing. So instead of that hundred bucks out of every paycheck going into uh, a black hole that you're never going to get back, set it up to send it to, to Kirk and buy silver instead. So yep. yeah. Anyway. All right. Thank you so much. We and appreciate it. Sir. We'll see you soon. It's my pleasure. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. So, okay. yep. There you go. There's your uh, financial doom and gloom report. Can you uh, buy 170,000 worth of silver at one time? Yes, you can. There's no minimum. There's no maximum. Yeah. It'll take a little bit longer for him to get that much silver together. And I know this because I specifically asked him um, because like I said, my mother's in a very strong cash, cash position. I actually asked his assistant earlier. Um, but, uh, but yes, you can. It just, if you want to put it in a depository, you know, 170,000 worth of silver is an awful lot of silver. Um, so your best bet with that is to put it in the depository or maybe, you know, have five or 10,000 sent to you at home. And if in, not, if not, I've got another address in, to give you in Savannah and, um, but you still, can just ship it to this address and <laughs> it will be protected. You don't have to worry but, about it. But yes, you can buy that much and um, and he'll work with you to figure out if you want to put part in a depository and part at home, have it all at home, have it all in the depository. Yes. You I, absolutely can, I can, can start with the rest of my silver at the bottom of my pond, which will be protected yeah, by Yeah, actually, the, gators, so apparently many gators. The, uh, the, the story has already been going around the neighborhood and we just moved here, but I take the dogs for a walk and I've gotten to meet all the neighbors and I talk to most of them and whatnot. So, I um, talk to neighbors. I, he doesn't, but the story's gotten around that he dropped the, the tractor in the pond. So I was talking to, I met a new one on the other side of the pond the other day and I was talking to him for a hot minute. He actually asked me, he was like, Oh, did you take down the Biden flag? And I was like, I've never had a Biden flag in my yard. And he was like, no, no, the previous owner did. And I was like, Okay. Like I was almost offended. Like <laughs> how dare you say that? But um but he said uh, he was like, you know, I've got I got two strong, you know, mostly grown boys. They can bring their pickup trucks over and pull that tractor out of the pond for you. And I was like, Oh, you heard about that, did you? And he was like, Yeah. And I was like, No, no, the tractor's good where it is. I was like, my husband's so mad at this point. It's just going to stay down there. I've already walked away too mad. And we already bought another tractor. I don't care. What I didn't tell him is that that's our, that's like our, you know, unfortunately, all of our guns happen to be in a lockbox on, on the, the tractor, tractor when it went in the pond. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, you know, put them in harm's way to help us get the tractor. It's pretty out. deep too. So it's not exactly <laughs> like, yeah. yes. Anyway, um, and Texas Trout said uh, they're super easy to work with. He made a purchase a while ago, and he's making another purchase this week. So well, that's awesome. That's a so, good move. Thank you very move. much. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, inflation's out okay. of control, folks. Yeah, it is. Um, the left is out of control. 
the right is out of control. Everyone's um, out of, you know what? Like we are, we are on a train with no brakes and we are way past the, you know, stop now, end of the line sign. Okay. Biden used to be We're in charge. Now. He used to be the conductor. He's no longer the conductor. His conducting days are over. Um, we have no, there's, there, there's literally no chance that this can get, any worse. And I say that hesitantly because I know there's a bunch of chances for this to get worse. How do I know that there's a bunch of chances for this to get worse? You know, I did bring some hope stories with me tonight, but I also, um, and my hope stories are going to be fucking weird. Uh, okay. But I also brought some just normal, not so hopefully hopey news of course. about anything. Of course. But how do we know that things are going to get worse before they get better? Because Google's AI has become sentient? Well, <laughs> that's part of it. It has, I think it has become mostly sentient. Yes. However, uh, no, we've got some good news. The good news is that... Or, no, well, the bad news, I should say, because the good news is uh, vast, actually. The bad news with all of this is that no matter what happens, the first person they blame is us. And the first thing they're going after is guns. And somehow... Oh, I thought you were going to say QAnon. Guns are the reason for inflation. What? Yeah, I was not aware of that either. I but, thought abortion was the reason um, for inflation. I thought Putin was the reason for inflation. What was the cotton? What did we I call her? I thought Ukraine was the reason for cotton inflation. Cotton candy? What was her name? Yeah, now? cotton candy. Is that what her new name's going to be? Dirty mop head. <laughs> Somebody said dirty mop head. Somebody yesterday. said dirty mop head yesterday. It was not I us. I think it was Leo Slayer. <laughs> people trying to fucking cancel us. But don't give a fuck. Go on. I really it. don't. Try it. Either way, because uh, yeah. last time I talked about cancel culture in public, they actually cut it and chopped it up so that I couldn't actually get my message across. So fuck you very much, January sixth committee. Anyway. All right. So anyway, uh, it was quite comical though that we were we were t discussing all of this, and uh, yes, they are literally coming after our guns. Apparently, guns are the cause for all the inflation, or that's what the liberal media would have you believe. Because as of this morning in Politico playbook, although they did get one thing right, they got two other things drastically wrong. The one thing they did get right last uh, last night is there were some glimmers of some more hope, maybe um, that maybe Trump's ability to pick people is finally working out in, on his behalf um, because last night uh, in uh, I guess it was South Carolina and the region six or seven I don't remember which whichever Democratic or the runoff was uh, or they the primary was for Republicans last night uh, rice did not win <laughs> he got 22 percent of the vote and uh, the person they had no idea who he was um, the one that Trump picked yeah, the yeah, one that Trump won. back, he won. Yeah. He won by like 58%. So it was like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, you should not have gone after Trump like you did, but that guy fucking went and after Trump. And McMaster's won. So unfortunately, our friends didn't. Trucker Bob didn't. Uh, which is too bad because yep. I really like Trucker Bob. And Lombardo uh, won. Yeah. In sorry. Vegas, another and Trump pick. Justin's very, very angry about that. I'm one. sure he is. Um, but either way, uh, yeah, so we kind of had a down night last night um, in that aspect, but we also had some good things happen last night. We'll get into that in just one yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Texas, Texas, in a county that has never, ever been red, might have a very good chance of going red. So there are some 
pluses coming out of this. Granted, very slow, very minimal, but I don't think we've seen the fight yet we want to see, which will be what happens in November, if we actually get to November. Um, that will be more to tell, more to come on that one. Yeah, I, I, mm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not running that one right into the wind. No, I, Leo, I think you were the one that um, designated Cotton Candy as Dirty Mop Head, if I'm correct. It might have been Hawaiian in town, though, so I, I don't remember. I, I was one of the two of you, though. Yeah. Either way. The good news, and there is good news. Um, so PolitiFact got ripped uh, for saying for downplaying the threat of uh, red red flag laws, um, which is really funny. So PolitiFact, the the fact checking website, uh, they went out on a fucking limb the other day. They said to use the red flag logs when it comes to firearms is has been brought back to the forefront in the national conversation in the aftermath of the mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. Both shooters had histories with law enforcement being known to them for disturbing criminal acts wrong Yavaldi, the 18 year old did not he had no criminal he had no interaction with police prior to the shooting so well, not, except for his interaction with the fbi on discord prior correct, to the shooting but he was unaware that it was uh police mm -hmm. that being said don't know where they politifact got their facts on that one because it's really wrong criticisms of such law oh that was their tweet okay that's what it was okay criticisms of such law enforcement ripe abuse since due process goes to the wayside and the language of laws can often be too broad politifact attempted to de debunk gun owners concerns about red flag logs by claiming it is misinformation hmm yeah to say that the laws circumvent due process beware of misinformation about red flag flag laws including critics who say that due to the lack of process which is not accurate another false claim is that they allow people with a grudge such as an ex-spouse to take guns away that is actually completely bullshit what they just said what politifact said there it did take long for uh the useless fact checking organization to be called out for spreading misinformation about red flag logs there's susan holmes who recently was convicted of perjury while attempting to influence public servant by filing a false red flag complaint against colorado state university police officer according to cbs denver the officer shot and killed Holmes' son when he was going to attempt to kill his brother and sister-in-laws at CSU's campus. On the pe petition, Holmes checked the box by saying that she is a family member of a household with a member of, of the officer. Evan, the American Civil Liberties Union, Rhode even. Island, even, oh, even the American Civil Liberties Union, Rhode Island, has voiced concern about the state's red flag laws when it comes to a person's due process. So basically, you know what that means? That means that your cunt of an ex-wife, and she's a fucking cunt, um, she can go to that liberal judge that, you know, that granted our divorce, that granted your divorce. Yes. Now, mind you, when Mick got divorced, she divorced him on grounds of abandonment because he was deployed after she'd banged nine guys while he was deployed. Okay, she she takes the fucking oh, cunt of the century award in war too. Not yeah, like, yeah, 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 not, not yeah, like no, just no, going no. overseas to war, a, like, like a straight no, up like going to fight. war. Okay, in fact, when she actually filed for divorce, he was in the hospital having blown up, had twenty eight pieces of shrapnel in him, um, and had blown out his eardrums. So that was when she actually filed for divorce on on abandonment. Because I couldn't. Hear it was her. it was amazing. Anyway. Um, she could go to your liberal judge who who granted alimony to his cunt of an ex-wife. In the amount of $4,800 a month. Which was more than what he actually made. Seriously. Literally more than what he made. And that I paid for almost three years. 
No, you didn't. I shut it off after three months because no, it was two years. Because no, no, because no, it took no, us a year to no, get married. So no, no, it didn't because you got married. In, you got divorced in April, and we got married in December. It was less than a year. Yeah, but I've been paying I, that way before. But I found out that, that she had gotten remarried, and she was still collecting no, alimony you didn't. from you. I found that. Well, out. whatever. But you were still fucking paying her even after you found that shit out. Yeah, because I didn't have a legal document saying that I shouldn't pay her. Whatever. Uh, anyway. Um, but she could go to that judge and she can say, my husband, right? She can claim to be your husband, like filing false information, yeah. like Hunter Biden style. You know, my husband is, is exactly a, is a danger. And um, you that's know, why it was so you, beautiful. And you need, to, you need to take his guns away. Yep. And they they will. Yep. That's it. Or, oh, no, even better. Honey, you collect disability from the government for PTSD. Yep. Your guns so are therefore gone. Therefore, I can't have a. I, I can't Your guns have a are gun. gone. Actually, Your guns I are don't. Gone. Yes, you do. You have a hundred percent for. No, 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 no. I made sure that wasn't the. Okay. I well, made sure there's ways I did things mm, because anyway, I wanted to make sure I anyone, have my get out of jail free card still, just in case. Anyone who collects someone, anyone who collects disability from the government for PTSD, no more guns for you. So it gets better, folks. Mm -hmm. I stopped Trash Man Green. Stop the planet. I want off. Yes, I completely agree. It's too bad we're not spinning because we're not on a ball because it's flat. So that kind of sucks, but it might be spinning around like this. Just see how high you can jump, Trash Man Green. See if you can break the firmament. Because <laughs> you spin me right round, baby, right round. <laughs> like a record, baby, right round. Maybe right we round. should play that tomorrow. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. So this is going to put a smile on all you fucking savages faces. And before I play this, I'm just going to say this right now. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. And of course, right behind us, we always have. So I'm going to read this out to you. And I know you savages are going to fucking eat this up, but this is hysterical. I can't wait to watch all the smiley emojis that come flying across the screen. Squad member threatens civil war if GOP takes house. Uh huh. But what he actually said was that dun, we were dun, going to dun, cause the civil dun, war. Dun, 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 okay. Dun, what dun, he actually said was dun, that dun, 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 if the GOP dun, dun, dun. takes the house, the Republicans, like regular Americans, were going to start a civil war. Why the fuck would we start a civil war if we won? Desk pop, anybody? It's just so stupid. No, no, no. No. But I love it. So Democrats are scrambling to cobble together uh, their case for why they should be, uh, if not reelected, and maintain control of the House in less than five months before midterms, that no progressive member of the House is raising an eyebrow at the explanation of why Democrats should be in fear in November. Unsurprisingly, Democrats uh, don't have much of a case when they make when, to make ahead of the, the midterms. Their majorities in Congress and the Biden White House have un, uh, ushered in inflation of 40 years highs, gas prices doubling in less than 16 months at set records uh, beyond $5 a gallon, an open border, crime crisis, and international embarrassment. So what are two-thirds of Americans living paycheck to paycheck? Um, what case is left for Democrats to make? Well, vote for us or there'll be civil war. 
Hmm. Joining MSC, MSNBC's cross-connection with Tiffany Cross over the weekend, Bauman, a member of the squad, explained that Americans can expect if Republicans pick up seats and retake the Congress in November, the January 6th commission would cease to exist. The findings would be completely suppressed with uh, not being admitted into any further investigations while the GP, GOP will be back in power. They would impeach President Biden as quickly as possible. They will continue to find ways to impeach him uh, going forward. It would also re-embolden Republicans, far-right white nationalists across the country to begin to believe that there is time to just take the power in the House and the Senate and the White House and the state houses across the country. We've got to understand this group has been radicalized by a great replacement myth and that many other things have been pushing violence and pushing for even civil war. Again, why would we go to war if we won? It's not like there's a uniparty in D.C. or anything like that. But but wait, 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 so wait. The squad is pushing. But wait, maybe there's a there's a little there's a little uh, there's a little hope on the horizon here. That is hope. These okay. are my good stories. Yeah, 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 I know. But another Republican who has promoted QAnon is headed to Congress. Hells yeah. OK, Myra Flores. So Myra Flores is uh, a. His, Mexican born Hispanic woman uh, in Texas, and she turned a historically blue district red and she won. And this was a special election. So she'll actually have to there. Like, she'll have to run again. In she'll November. have to run again in November. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so it says it's primary season, but there was and this is uh, this is Rolling Stone, of course, because they love their QAnon hit pieces. OK. So uh, it's primary season, but there was a special election in Texas on Tuesday in which Republican Maya Flores defeated Democrat Dan Sanchez to secure a spot in Congress. The result is significant because the state's 34th district had been blue with Democrat Philemon Vega retiring this year to force the special election to carry out the remainder of his term. Flores' victory in South Texas is another sign the party is losing ground with the state's Hispanic population. And they are in full-blown panic over that. Okay. It's also significant because Flores has promoted the QAnon conspiracy theory, which holds that the United States is run by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who would, or still will, be brought to justice by Donald Trump. No, actually, they'll be brought to justice by us. But okay. Media Matters. So George Soros points out that Flores frequently adds hashtag Q and hashtag QAnon to her social media posts, as well as WWG1WGA, shorthand for where we go one, we go all, a QAnon slogan. Actually, that technically came from the bell of JFK's yacht but okay flores, which was on his pt boat yeah. when he during world war ii yeah so. uh flores has denied she believes in QAnon, telling the san antonio express news that she's always been against any of that do you know why she said she doesn't believe in QAnon? because there is no QAnon. no there isn't there is q and there are anons and true anons understand that and that's how we trip up reporters all the time do you believe in QAnon? no i don't believe any of that i'm against any of that no there is no QAnon because there is no QAnon. nope anyway um 
Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene in Georgia, the most prominent QAnon supporter currently in Congress, has made similar denials. Her win in 2020 was alarming, giving the litany of outlandish conspiracy theories she's pushed in the past, from the idea that 9-11 was staged, it was, to the idea that the California wildfires were delivery started by Jews. That's actually not what she said. They She said they were started by directed energy weapons that were owned by the Rothschilds, which is True. How they got Jewish space layers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure. To several theories revolving around Democrats and pedophilia. Those are conspiracy theories? Because I, I, we've been so saying far, story been, after story after story. They've about been true every fucking time. they getting arrested for pedophilia. Hello. Look at the fucking drag queen story hour. Look at fucking okay. Hunter Biden Hold and on, his wait, released wait, audio. Wait, wait. I don't know. These types of ludicrous, unfounded claims have since worked their way into mainstream conservatism. And it's no longer shocking for Republican congressional candidates to push any number of unfounded conspiracy theories, including, of course, that the 2020 election was fraudulent. It was. There's no evidence Flora has, uh, Flores has articulated any of these views, but it's nonetheless concerning <laughs> that she doesn't seem to have any problem aligning herself with QAnon. Her decision to do so is another reminder that the conspiracy theory and all of its tendrils aren't only flourishing on the fringes. QAnon followers are now a core demographic many Republicans feel they need to court as they vie to win a seat in Congress. Flores will still have to win the general election in November to retain the seat beyond the remainder of Vegas term. But for now, at least, conspiracy theorists can rest easy knowing they have one more alley in Washington. Can can you like, since you can, it, I, since it's, I identify as a unicorn month, right? Can you identify as Q and run for president or vice president as Q? I mean, that is a, a good way to court the, the hardcore Republican base. <laughs> Apparently, apparently it's a big. You and Justin, you can both be Q. And me too. The Jews are responsible for everything wrong on this flat prick of a planet. <laughs> so the news gets better. I, I know that was, that, that was how do I top? So amazing. How do I top? Rolling Stone. How do I top? Throwing in their two cents on QAnon. How do I top? Not only Rolling Stone, but how do I top that squad members are now threatening fucking civil war? Yeah. This is this is a great one because this one came from the Washington Post. And uh, I almost crashed my truck because I was laughing so hard. You should not read and drive. I should. COVID is making flu and <sighs> other common viruses act in unfamiliar ways. Really? Because kids are getting like six viruses at once? No, wait a minute. Let me read that again to you. COVID is making flu and other common viruses act in unfamiliar ways. How is that? They can't identify COVID. Well, yeah. So it's... it's. How do they know? I don't, I don't know. How do they... I don't. This shit just gets better and better. So I gotcha. at one point last month, children were admitted to Yale New Haven Children's Hospital at the starting range of seven with respiratory viruses. They had adenoviruses and rhinoviruses, respiratory synatical viruses and human uh, meta, uh, meta, metapneumonia virus, influenza and parainfluenza, as well as coronavirus, which many of the specialists say blame the unusual surges on coronavirus. It's not typical at this time of the year for certainly not typical in May or June for kids to be coming down with this type of uh, infection. 
control expert, uh, Thomas Murray, stated, and professor at Yale. More than two two years in a row, coronavirus uh, pandemic familiar viruses are acting in unfamiliar ways. For instance, the lack of a rhinovirus last fall and winter. Oh, yeah. you you mean the flu? You mean you mean COVID? No, the lack of the flu last year. Mm -hmm. That that would have been COVID. Hmm. Just saying. Which now doctors are wondering if the flu at all may be making a comeback uh, at all in December. And it may be a no-show and disappeared again in January once Omicron variant arrived and took hold. Now the flu is back without one common lineage known to uh, known to Yamagata, which is known as the uh, spotted it since early 2020. It could have gone extinct or maybe lying in wait to attack unsuspecting immune systems, researchers said. Oh, that which means mean now you need to go get your flu shot. Yeah. More important than ever to get your flu shot now, according to doctors and preventative shots handed into the spring. Uh, researcher, researchers have a rare opportunity to figure out whether behavioral changes like to stay at home orders or masking social distancing are responsible for the viral shifts in what we could have been breathing in. Okay, so hold on a second. Every year they come out with what they think is going to be the most prevalent strain of flu for that year, right? So they come out with a shot that's pretty close to whatever flu virus they're releasing that year. Well, last year they didn't release the flu virus because they released COVID um, and the, or Omicron. And the year before that they released COVID, right? So we didn't see the flu for two years. So how can they possibly determine what they think the most prevalent strain of flu is going to be this year if we haven't seen flu for two years? Okay. Anyway, before we get into COVID, though, because there is some of that and is the vaccines, let's let's finish up with these these clips because we'll 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 get we'll get to that. These are all good news. This is my good news. And once I'm done with this, I'm done. How is that good news? Because trust me, it's, okay. it's really good. all right. All right. So, so report talk radio employees revolt over George Soros-backed leftists buying Spanish stations in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I so reports in published a on Tuesday that indicate that agreed to the sale of uh, Mumbi, a Spanish language talk radio station in Miami, to George Soros-backed leftist group, has pr promoted a potential mass exodus of its employees. It didn't just promote it. The, uh, I'll be honest with you all. This is a little old, but it's not that old. This was uh, just on the tenth, so it's not really that old. But. Uh, tele television Univision, which owns Radio Mumbai, uh, is reportedly facing so much employee employee disgust from the sale of the conglomerate to the offering of the Radio Mumbai personalities, $120,000 plus bonuses, half paid over federal communications approves the sale of the group's takeover. The buyer of the newly founded corporation called the Latino Media Network connected to several far left radicals, including Soros himself. I mean, a direct connection back to Soros. The network's uh, leaders said it's time to aim, aim the change uh, to markets nationwide, Los Angeles, New York, Houston, Chicago, Dallas, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, the update to the story is that none of the employees showed up to work on Monday morning. Oh, shit. None. Not a single one. Because they, they, they won't read out his leftist dribble nope. bullshit. Nope. Nope. Wow. Nope. So not a single employee showed up. So like I said, good news. Yeah, good news. We're starting to say people are getting it. Okay. Well, they're starting to say, fuck you. Let's piss Nazi back to um, inflation and money woes and whatnot and play play this clip. We're not calling it circle back anymore. Now that she's gone, we're piss Nazi-ing back. Okay. But she always circled back to suck a dick. 
Yeah, but she never actually circled back anything. So true. Okay. Put the this inflation in, in context. How bad is the surge in prices? I, it's awful. I mean, it's awful. And how people feel about it is even worse. You know, you look at the consumer sentiment right now. And what do you see? This is the worst consumer sentiment ever measured by the University of Michigan, going all the way back since 1952. Wow. Uh, it, you basically, even if you double my age, that doesn't get you back to 1952. And while I'm young, I'm not that young, right? Uh, the second worst, 1980. The third worst, 1980. I don't have to remind you, inflation got Jimmy Carter. It killed that presidency. And in terms of why are consumers feeling this bad? Well, it's pretty clear why they're feeling this bad. And that is because the consumer price index is the worst it's ever been in a midterm cycle since 74. It's the worst it's been in any uh, presidential cycle or midterm cycle since 1980. So it's not much of a surprise. You can see it. It's literally off the charts on the table on your screen. And wh- how does President Biden's performance rate? Awful. I mean, that, 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 I knew that was the answer. The but... answer is awful. I mean, you know, I'll compare it to Carter at this point, his presidency, right? Look at the disapproval rating Joe Biden has on inflation right now. It's over 70%. Carter, Carter was not even there at this point in mid-1978. When you're doing worse than Jimmy Carter's doing in the minds of Americans on inflation, you know that they're holding you responsible for the conditions that are currently on the ground that are hurting Americans in their pocketbook. Does anybody know if uh, Anderson Cooper's gay? Uh, Does anyone know if Anderson Cooper's a guy? Hmm. But now... It's an insult to Jimmy Carter. But Leo Slayer said it best. <laughs> they start they sucking each other's dicks, do they? But now it's an insult to Jimmy Carter to say that some that Biden is as bad as Jimmy Carter. <laughs> you know what Jimmy Carter is saying today. You know it's bad when CNN is like, Dude, we're fucked. It's awful. We're fucked. It's, inflation is awful. Biden's approval rate, rating is awful. Like he's worse than Carter. When CNN is saying that on Anderson fucking Cooper, holy shit. We're fucked. I mean, that's just uh, basically we are fucked. See, CLB is with me. I've wondered. He does have a very feminine face. Yeah, and, but Wix Fiction's with me. She's like, he's totally gay. Well, he was the little, wasn't he the little boy from the, the painting? Um, bound up in the empty pool. You know what I'm talking about. You know the painting I'm talking about. It was in the Q posts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that Anderson? Yes, that was Anderson Cooper. Or perhaps his brother who he sacrificed to the devil. But um, Anderson Cooper is gay. Yes. Yes. Texas Trout. But his, his mother. How do you know that Texas Trout? His mother's like. His, hmm. The Carters are shrinking. Yeah, they're also fucking 200 years old. Anderson is a boy by his brother was turned into a sister that said committed suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to they tried to trans his, his sister, but um, I'm not a biologist. They they sacrificed to find guy. Anyway. <laughs> Great yeah. one. What is a guy? Big, big boo boo. That was fucking his oh, fine wait, guy. Wait, wait. Okay, okay. Um, and then wait. Leo Slayer says, "I'm not a biologist." Speaking of. You know, they say the red wave is coming. <laughs> There's more than one Ugh. red wave coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Ugh. <laughs> disgusting. I went out and bought like there's there's a really his mother is Satan's yes. good buddy. Yes. Definitely. Gloria Vanderbilt. That's it. Yeah. yeah. She's fucked up. You knew that. Anyway. um, So uh, I'm the guys in here might not be aware, but uh, the women, I'm sure all know that Texas trout golf clap. There is currently a tampon shortage and it's, <laughs> it's affecting people who menstruate. 
<laughs> menstruate. There's people there. It's affecting people who menstruate. Yeah, but you said menstruate. Before. Menstruate. Yeah. <laughs> menstruate. There's an R in there. Menstruate, babe. Menstruate. No, menstruate. It's menstruate. U-A. Look at it. Right there. <laughs> okay, so here's the story. Oh, shit. So NPR. <laughs> Kathy Lee Grifford is his brother? Hey, I don't know, but I uh, we've got a new conspiracy, folks. Yes, actually, it's probably not new. It's probably been around for a hot minute. Yeah, menstruate. So, um, what the fuck, menstruate? No, it's menstruate. No, it's menstruate. No, it's menstruate. Anyway, so uh, NPR published a piece it's called Tampox on Sunday <laughs> titled "It's Not Just You." Tampons are harder to find and pricier. <laughs> describing how people who menstruate are having a difficult time finding tampons on the store shelves and people went nuts <laughs> making fun of NPR for, for calling them people who menstruate rather than women. Right? Like I'm, I'm so fucking, it's ridiculous. Uh, in a June 10th article titled a tampon shortage is the largest nightmare for women. CNN also jumped back and forth between using the word women and people who menstruate while describing the shortage. Will you stop? I can't stop laughing at I gotcha. Oh my God. But I have a conspiracy theory about this. All right. And it's kind of an expansion on a, on a previous conspiracy theory. I've heard it's because they put machines in guys' bathrooms. Well, first off, there was something going around that like Marjorie Taylor Greene blamed blamed the tampon shortage on transgender people, right? Okay. And it was a fucking joke. Like we didn't have a tampon shortage before men, you know, could start getting pregnant. So Nixon's chiming in on it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Dick is trying to insert a tampon. They do come in different sizes, just so you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. But, All right, you guys are killing me tonight. Okay. My, my, it feels like I just did like 3,000 sit-ups. But listen, oh. yes, and it's it, because, and now women are going into men's restrooms to get tampons out of vending <laughs> machines, okay? Because they put tampon machines in men's restrooms, but no one uses them. So they're the only things that still suck. No, kids do. They run around and they go, Dad, look, I found a torpedo. <laughs> I did pull one out of my purse the other day when we were in the car to get you to stop bleeding on your arm. Yeah, that's true. And it worked because it sucks up blood real quick. But um, And it's sterile, supposedly. But actually, tampons, Tampax, um, Playtex, whatever, even the ones I use, and I know I shouldn't, but it, it is what it is. Um, they, they're like dipped in chlorine, all these chemicals, all, all of this. It's kind of like how baby formula is so, you know, filled with nasty chemicals and, and shit like that. So, you know, there was a theory going around that part of the baby formula shortage was because the white hats were trying to, um, you know, take down the, uh, the, the bad products that are killing our children or, you know, dumbing them down from the beginning or whatever it is, right? What if they're doing the same thing to tampons? What if there's a tampon shortage? Organic cotton tampons. Correct. They're not in a shortage. Hey, what if uh, we should start like... And I do have menstru menstrual cups. They're, they're weird, though. I don't know. 
Anyway. What do you save it for? What are you going to drink it later? I mean, what's wrong with you? <sighs> Ugh. It's actually easier to have sex on your period if you have a cup in. Because then you're not actually, you know, riding the red tide. You like stick that. Thing I, I don't even want to know. It's kind of like a diaphragm. It's kind of like a diaphragm. Anyway, you, you trust me. You didn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, this is a chick who's never had a cup inserted. Put it this way. <laughs> Yeah, the cup thing is very weird, Tara. You're right. See, Wix Vixen gets it. What do you yes. feed your plants? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my guts kinda, are killing me. It's kind of gross. This is fucking hysterical. Okay. All you right. Back to, back to horrible hey, gas prices. Get your fucking minds out of the goddamn gutters, we'll, people. We'll, understand? We'll piss shit. Nazi back around to, to you know. <laughs> Vegetable blood some other time. <laughs> Madam Secretary, at what point does this, these prices, what point do they become unsustainable? And two, ironically, does this push us closer to renewable energy? Yeah, I mean, I think the prices are unsustainable for many people right now. I mean, everyday citizens who are on fixed incomes paying huge amounts of money that they had not anticipated or budgeted for just to get to work. It's, it is unsustainable for many. And unfortunately, there's not a quick fix. However, your point about also accelerating our progress toward clean energy is very, very important. Of course, of course it, it is. is. We, we've got to have the green, the green weenies. Of course. Of they got to come running out the second there's a chance. Remember, no cr good crisis goes to a waste. Yep. Make this stop, Nick. I can't. I put my feet out. I tried to stop the planet from spinning. I can't. <laughs> it just keeps going around and around. Oh, this shit is just I, holy. Crap. Well, the other thing um, that's horrible but not unexpected is that today the FDA panel recommended both the Moderna and the Pfizer COVID vaccine for six month to six year old babies. Yeah, they weren't listening to us. An expert panel on Wednesday unanimously unanimously found. Moderna's vaccine safe for children ages six months to six years old and provided protection against COVID-19. In a vote an hour later, the committee voted to support a Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for children ages six months to five years. If its decisions are upheld by the Food and Drug Administration's commissioner and then the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, vaccines will be available for young children as soon as Tuesday. Although young children have largely been spared the worst of COVID-19, they can still become seriously ill and more than 200 have died from their infections. That's so wrong. That has been completely debunked, according to data presented by the Food and Drug Administration. One of those kids died. It was an infant that died in a bathtub. And they said he died from COVID. Yeah. Okay. No. Yep. Uh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, some of these kids now that are in this FDA thing... It, they're dying from remdesivir poisoning because that is being prescribed to parents to give their children over the fucking counter. Yeah. If they get a false PCR test that says they have COVID. Well, that actually, it's going to be so more bad. accurate now with the PCR test if they go to that new one. It's not. It, no, it's not. It's still, they still, because they've never actually isolated COVID, how can they possibly have a test for it? Anyway, play these fucking dumbasses. These retards are scary. They're, yeah. they're the scary ones. These are the ones that should really be worried. Yeah. 
Because when the day comes, yeah, day two, I'm not oh, able yeah. to walk down the street. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch their look at their faces. Look at this one on the the left here. Look at this guy right here. Look at this dude. Holy uh -uh. crap! Something about that just says transhumanism. No such thing. He doesn't believe in that at all. I don't think he's human though. Mm -mm. Well, Dr. Vivek Murthy, thank you for joining us. Now today. We want to provide an update on a topic that I know many parents and grandparents are focused on, the potential for the first COVID-19 vaccines for kids under five. We have waited a long time for this moment, more than two years into the COVID-19 pandemic, and after nearly 18 months since the first set of vaccines became available for adults, we are on the cusp of having safe, highly effective vaccines for kids under five. We are not here to prejudge the outcome of the independent, science-driven process that is being led both by FDA and the CDC. The FDA's advisory committee is going to be meeting next week on Tuesday, June 14th and Wednesday, June 15th, to review the data that was submitted by Pfizer and, and Moderna, and they will make their recommendations. We expect the FDA to make a decision shortly after those meetings. If the FDA authorizes and CDC recommends that kids under five get vaccinated, vaccinations will begin quickly thereafter. So what does this mean for you if you're a parent or a pediatrician? Realistically, it means we could see shots in arms of kids under five as early as the week of June 20th. So we think that vaccinations would really start in earnest on Tuesday, June 21st. And importantly, the vaccination program is going to ramp up in the days and weeks that follow with more and more doses and more and more appointments becoming available. We are making 10 million doses of vaccine available initially with millions more available in the coming weeks. This approach allows us to seed communities with enough vaccine so that it is readily accessible and equitably distributed across the country. We estimate that 85% of children under the age of five live within five miles of a potential vaccination site. More than 30,000 children under five in our country have been hospitalized with COVID during this pandemic, and nearly 500 deaths have been reported in this age group. So I know how eager many parents and caregivers are for good news on this front, to know that our youngest children have an added layer of protection. Robin Marie got it right there. June 21st. Remember when we were looking up the satanic holidays? We said that's the next one. Yep. Yep. June 21st. That something was going to happen then. June 21st, they are going to start seriously rolling out the vaccine. The poison gene therapy shots for babies. Babies. You're right, Wix. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, do not inject these children. And as they're saying that this is safe and effective, you know, I found it really interesting that he said, thank you, baby. I, I, I appreciate that. 85% of children live within one of these vaccination sites. You know what else? 85% of children, 85% of children have already been exposed to COVID-19. They already have natural immunity. They don't need your fucking poison death jab. So there is a whistleblower complaint. Strong words to follow. Uh, from Brooke Jackson. We've talked about her before. Um, so uh, her lawyer 
and he's from um, Viva Barnes Law, uh, went on, I don't know what podcast this is. Anyway, and this is a like a two and a half minute clip from that. And he's given us an update on, on Brooke's lawsuit where she uncovered a whole bunch of fraud, fraudulent data in the Pfizer testing sites. Basically got Pfizer to admit the fraud. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's that's what's in here. And that's the interesting part. Yeah. So I represent uh, Brooke Jackson, who is a whistleblower who exposed that the Pfizer clinical trials were riddled not only with error, but with fraudulent and false certifications to the U.S. government. That's the allegedly. allegation of the suit. Allegedly. Yes. The, uh, well, she's got a lot of evidence of it. But, the, uh, but what's fascinating is Pfizer has moved to dismiss the case. And their grounds to dismiss, as they repeated in the scheduling conference we had this week, is that it doesn't matter if they submitted fraudulent certifications to the government. It doesn't matter if they submitted false statements under penalty of perjury to the government. It doesn't matter if they lied about the safety and efficacy of these uh, drugs mislabeled, in my opinion, as vaccines. Because the government was in on it with them. The government knows what's going on, and the government still would have given them the check anyway. So is it really fraud if the government's their co-conspirator? That is, in essence, Pfizer's defense so far to the uh, to the case. So it'll be an interesting case. The judge said that we would be entitled to discovery about any issue related to the motion to dismiss. And so that that uh, covers some territory. That's an interesting thing. In, in Quebec, last time I checked, if you make a motion, anytime you file a new affidavit in support of a motion, you get to examine on the affidavit. So if they file the motion to dismiss, basically saying, look, we're innocent, but even if we're guilty, they authorized to do it, they authorized us to do it. Do you not get to examine them on those new allegations, which were not part of the original proceeding and are new to the file? So you, you, that, that's you what the judge said. Judge said we're entitled to discovery on those issues, which they were going ballistic about. The, uh, they kept saying, oh, well, we've just moved to dismiss. A motion to dismiss is on the four corners of the pleadings. Not their motion to dismiss. Well, their motion to dismiss includes a bunch of extra extrinsic information, documentation, and testimony, which we're absolutely entitled to contest and dispute and to get discovery concerning. So the and the court recognized the same. Very uh, you know straightforward, old school judge. Um, so the uh, he was talking about when he first saw the you know some federal rules. He thought that they were communist back in the day, 30, 35 years ago. But he goes, they really work well, and it involves uh, you know disclosure and discovery in a timely, material way. So they'll be able to limit some discovery, but not as much as I think they wanted to. And it was a fascinating defense, fascinating defense to say, yeah, maybe we lied, but even if we did, it doesn't matter because some uh, high-ranking government people were in on the lie. Uh, that's, I don't think that's going to be a defense the court's ultimately going to buy, but will it entitles us to discovery in the interim. So it's going to be Brooke Jackson's case marches onward. Uh, probably the biggest uh, whistleblower false claims act, maybe in the history of the United States. I, I'd have to agree because that part right there, the part he was just talking about, <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, folks, I had a horrible case of munchies. Um, anyway, that part of the case that he was discussing talking about how they got Pfizer basically to admit on the stand that, oh, by the way, we are, this is all fraudulent. Yeah, but the government knew, so it's okay. And the fact that they're they going to be allowed to look at it, it's huge. that's huge. huge. That, you have no idea how discovery alone scares the shit. 
civil cases are really bad. Okay. Because 90% of what they try to do in a civil case is uh, death by paperwork. So if you ever get into it, if you ever find yourself in a civil dis, uh, dispute or whatever, and you're trying to handle it through the court, what the other defense team or what, what the other team is going to do is they're going to give you so much paperwork that you have no idea what you're doing with it. That is the ultimate plan. That is the ultimate goal. You kill them with paperwork. Now, normally, does this work sometimes most of the bigger firms with tons of lawyers what they do is they bring all those lawyers in and you can try that with them but they have enough lawyers to go through every piece of paper that you give them they will put it uh, arrange it in stacks and then have the main lawyers of the case who are actually arguing the case go through the stack saying yeah want this want this want that eh, not so much about this this one yes that one no and they can throw shit out that they don't want that doesn't support their case that being said the smaller law firms what they try to do and i guarantee this guy is because he plays the he plays like he's the fucking fat bald smart attorney he's like sitting back in his leather couch, smoking a stogie, like what the fuck up, dude. You know, I guarantee though, he's probably a small law firm, but what he does really well is probably manages people. And when they try to destroy him with information like that, they have enough people there to go through that paperwork and say, this is important. This is important. They might not all be lawyers, mind you, but they're smart enough to identify phrasing because you don't need to be a lawyer to read 90% nope. of these documents. No, law if you clerks, can understand interns. what is being talked about, what they're discussing, and you can figure out, is this legit? I mean, would this be, there is nothing saying that you can't go interview these people about their testimony that they've already given to somebody else. So it's kind of in the middle. I, this is funny because this one obviously backfired. Pfizer's now shit in their pants. They're like, uh, now we have to produce all this information to them through discovery. And not all of it might be relative to the case. Well, what happens with that information? Somebody else has now got that information. They can make copies of it. They can provide it to other people. With other relevant legal cases. Yeah, for legal ramifications, for instance, I mean, if this if this guy somehow all that stuff kind of got out, you know, what's interesting that you you say that because I was listening to Tim Pool today. Um, it was from yesterday. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was uh, it wasn't Tim Pool. It was um, the Sean Morgan report. Okay, and because the the same guy, Evans, they did yeah. to him, they did to me. So, except worse for him. Um, but one of the, the Democrats that was up there spouting his mouth at the beginning said that they are bringing up never before seen evidence, right? Never before seen evidence. How many cases have already gone on for January Sixers? Ooh. My question is, how can that, there be never before seen evidence? Forget all that. My question is this. Where the fuck is the Lieutenant Byrd's gun? He never even filed a report. Where's his gun? 
I don't know. He, they never took it away from him. He never filed a report. Nothing. How did they connect the bullet that was fired that killed Ashley Babbitt back to Lieutenant Byrd? He said he did it. He he wrote he wrote something he down on an evidence bag and then he left it. That left, he lost did it. it, and yet they can't find his gun. Mm. Mm. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. So anyway, um, yeah. So here's another funny one. Well, oh, before before I get to this, yeah, because I had I another. We, we got one more. Clip I, I had another for... theory. Uh, no, no, no. That goes back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, yes, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh, someone, Desert Beauty or Wix Fixin brought it up here. Something else I had heard on there. Uh, yes, Wix Fixin. They, that, uh, the lady with the Irish name in there, which is so disgusting. Um, the fact that she has an Irish name because I, I hate even potentially being, you know, there's no chance her being Irish. Anyway, um, she said uh, they were going to be distributing the vaccines equitably. There's that word equity. equitably, 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 not equally, equitably, equitably which okay? means the poor communities are going to get correct. Else. Yes. And that's what Wick said. So they're going after the low income. And why would they be doing that now? Oh, maybe because Roe v. Wade is about to be overturned. And they can't kill all those. They can't kill the kids that way. They, they can't kill going all to those low income. Well, get this: brown uh, and black babies it, anymore. So hey, they're just going to inject them. So I, I heard today, and I'm not sure of the accuracy of this. So please, if uh, somebody else out there is following this closer than I am, I heard today. So right now, let's just go ahead and consider it rumor. I heard today that they're not going to release. Uh, Roe v. Wade or anything like that now until Friday. It's the first time they've ever publicly came out and said when they were going to be releasing a decision. Mm -hmm. Yep. Why is that? Because they want the cops to have time to prepare. Because mm. they want to put more law enforcement on the streets. Because they want to give George Soros time to why, know, collect what, up his rioters. Why do they have to tell put that out to the public? Mm, that well, could have been kept in law enforcement channels and yeah, quiet. Well, they got to give the rioters time to plan too. Why they they have like mobile rioter? They, they units. got it. They got to bus them all into wherever. Yeah, but they have mobile rioter units. I yeah, mean, well, they got to get extra this time. Holy shit! I guess so. Yeah, it must. It's gonna be. Everybody might want to watch DC on Friday. Just saying. Not. I. We don't. Remember, we don't hedge bets here. But I'm just letting you know. Just might want to watch. See what happens on Friday. Yeah. Especially around Congress. Very interesting. Or around the uh, Supreme Court. But uh, welcome, Preacher 750. Yeah. <clears throat> welcome to the show. Glad you, you're with us. Excellent. Uh, it's because we get shadow banned everywhere. So yeah. don't well, worry about although it. Although I have, I have had a couple of people now tell me that this channel was recommended to them on Twitch. So I'm like, hey, that's cool. Well, I've never heard of fucking Twitch ever being fair like that. But if they are, hey, I'm down with it. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I got a broke watch. It's right twice a day. You so. got it. So, um, I mean, they gave us this channel back after you called them a bunch of pussy boys. So Maybe they were scared. Maybe they thought <laughs> Maybe. I was going to do something. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Robin Marie said, I used to think guillotines were over the top, but now, and you know, guillotines are back in fashion, Robin Marie. You know, they're actually, they're, they've been re-legalized. So, um, oh, wow. Preacher 570 said, yeah, yeah. It, I hope you're not really a preacher because if you're a preacher, I apologize for everything <laughs> I say from here on out. But if that's just like your screen name or whatever, uh, I'm cool. down with that. Um, holy shit. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, sister. Boom. Yeah, uh, because he was also, uh, Michael Byrd was also cited for leaving his gun in the bathroom of Congress. Hey, 
but that's, but that's my when point. When it was open to the public. How is it? <clears throat> this is such an important case, right? Let me let me make sure. Oh, I when, like him. Look, he said he's not a churchy churchy preacher. He swears too. My kind of preacher. I like it. Hey, when when can you come the, by? Heart to help too says this is his first time here and he was recommended by Twitch. Well, welcome. Welcome. Fantastic. Hey, if you guys come I up on the it. chat, hey, if you're it's your if it's your first time here, we'll give you a, yeah. a shout out. Absolutely. Um, but hey, preacher, if do you do like in home shit? I mean, <laughs> you need an exorcism. I might need an exorcism <laughs> or two. But I'm, either way, I'm growing uh, sage, so it doesn't really, grow well here. Really though, quick, awaken mom, um, because this is my point. How is it that according to the left and according to everything that Pelosi, Pelosi sorry, I'm, I'm saying Pelosi, it proper. That's right. Pelosi says she hasn't come out and she said, you know, this is most important to make sure this doesn't happen again in America. And I'm drunk and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just standing up here. And, and where's my teeth? Where, where, <laughs> oh, shit. Where'd my teeth go? <laughs> hey, don't step up. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, she said it was most important that we figure this out. Yet the one vital piece of evidence concerning an officer-involved shooting. Oh, they don't bring that up at all. Is missing. No, no, they don't bring that up at all. It's they, missing. No, no, no. In fact, um, someone was supposed to testify and they, 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 they literally him. lined him through because he was, gonna, he was going to testify that the witness, gun was missing, but he was witness to everything that happened. He was there filming. He saw everything. So and the gun is missing. That's it. I mean, and not only that, you know, they cremated all of the bodies. DC is full of cops <laughs> around Congress and the Supreme Court. No activity this week. I, I, I don't know. Friday will be interesting yeah, because we'll it's really weird that they put it out. I, like I said, I've been able had a chance to confirm this yet. I'm still trying to. Um, I'm trying to find out where this person got this information from. But he's one of my newer sources. So I do a lot of vetting before I ever come out here and just preach unless i hear from one of my dedicated sources that comes out and tells me dude swear to god this was put out this week and yeah we're getting ready for it until i hear that from one of my i know without a shadow of a doubt this guy isn't lying to me i don't i, I very rarely tempest temper anything i say but this guy i don't really know all that well he was recommended me through to me through another source so i'm kind of waiting waiting out see i want to see how see this how one plays out. out but it really boggles my mind if they're putting this out like they like we dropped the draft opinion by accident like it absolutely accidentally it fell out leaked. of my, my legal binder it fell on the ground in front of you and you were able to snap snap fucking pictures that fast get it on your phone and then push it out and say hey look i just saw this now that shit was sent it wasn't leaked yeah well it was directly sent to a, a reporter well, um, it could also be, so, uh, Kavanaugh, you know, they'd been protesting in front of his house and there was a guy with a gun, yeah, um, obviously we all and the that. knife and, you know, the, and his sister, you know, was the one his that sister talked him down talked him and down. told him to turn himself into the yep. cops, which he did and all that. But, um, they're still protesting outside of Kavanaugh's house even after that. Yep. All right. And the parents are pissed. So Kavanaugh's neighbor described a horrific experience dealing with aggressive pro-choice protesters. Um, it's it's overwhelming. There's people from all over. Not they're not local. They're bust in. There's a staging area nearby, and they start with their megaphones cussing and carrying on at seven o'clock at night when people are trying to put their children down or feed them dinner. And it's not like there's you know they have three acres that there's a lot of space between the houses. It's a small community. They're one on top of the other. Is that the old one or is that the new one? This is from today. 
Because there was the one of the protester who got uh, a, a tampon, a, uh, a tampon that was coated in tomato sauce or ketchup thrown at her car and it stuck to her windshield. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Okay. Um, or one of the neighbors, uh, the one of the neighbors, their car was littered with tampons that were covered in ketchup. Yeah. Uh, so if the neighbors like say anything about it, then they they start harassing them as yep. well. So, I mean, it's just, it's apparently it's been hell on earth beyond living ridiculous. around. Uh, and uh, Kavanaugh can't come out and say anything. All he can do is come out and apologize. Yeah. My bad. My bad and guys. the neighbors don't blame him. They're, I mean, they my understand. Bad. My you bad know, dog. They, they get it. Like, if he had any liberal neighbors left, they are not anymore. Yeah. I don't. Well, yeah. they might be. Maybe. You never know. You're right, Rob Marie. They are demon possessed. Thank you. So, um, watch this one. Yeah. This is great. I understand people being concerned about the gas prices, but what you really need to be concerned about is what your food pricing is about to jump to. Okay. Calves and babies are just now being born. Keep that in mind. So the cost to raise them hasn't hit yet. This bale of hay last year was four bucks. Bag of grain last year was six bucks. This trunk full in here last year would have cost me $14. Today, $20 for a bale of hay, $18. For a bag of grain i got two bales in here it's 58 dollars worth of food last just my chick just my goats and my horses two days that's it wait until the the prices catch up with your slaughter market when we start rendering animals in the fall prepare for 17 dollars a pound chicken 25 dollars a pound bacon 30 40 dollars a pound beef it is coming it's not a joke please be cautious please prepare it's coming. That's no bullshit. I've been telling you. Yeah. Game was fuck with me way back then, but how about now? Okay. Anyway. Right. That's weird. Um, but yeah, we are we're, we're fucked. I I can't say that we're loud good. enough. We're we're oh good. no, we're good. We're good. Why am I not? None of us are in the stream. What you're the fuck retarded. Is going on? Can you hit the Alex Jones thing for yourself? I think so. I think I need to seriously. Wow. It's, it's, it's not, not there. there. The fuck? Why would it be there? You I don't never, know. You get rid of it every time. Uh, I have to go re-download Wick it. said they're ready to arrest Border Wallapalooza participants. Hmm, interesting. Really? How's that possible? That'll be fun. We haven't even okay. had it had, have, have had it. Preacher, happen. we'll see you later. We're here every night, Monday through Friday at yep. 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern oh Standard God, Time. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Saturday night at 9 p.m., we do True Spiracy, where we shine light on the deep, deepest conspiracy, darkest conspiracy theories. So, Or sometimes we just have fun. Uh, but yeah, so Saturday, uh, Saturday for True Spiracy, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. for the news. So... Um, or our version of it anyway. But yeah. uh, let's let's close out with some Alex Stein because we've been laughing all night and we, we need to laugh a little bit more here. So bottom left, yeah. I got it. Okay, good. Because I don't want to I don't want to listen to Biden talk about LGBTQLIA plus, plus Americans anymore. So. All right, we'll put some Alex Stein on there for you. Uh, Alex Stein. Apparently, they don't. Hello, uh, Mayor Sharif. I'm Alex Stein. Hello, Council. I'm here by way of Dallas, Texas. And the reason why I'm in Los Angeles, it's actually quite embarrassing. So I was recently the victim of a scam, um, casting call scam by what I thought was a television producer. And I flew all the way out here to find that producer. They, didn't, they did not exist. 
So I wasted my time, my money. Uh, it was a reality show about the transition of my son into my daughter potentially. And I'll be honest, like I was very vulnerable. I sent the person pictures of myself. I sent the person money. I came all the way out here to find that person. And I realized it was an entire, it was a total scam. But um, I'm an actor, I'm a rapper, I'm an entrepreneur. And I figured, you know, since I spent the money, I spent the time to come out here. I wanted to come to like the most legendary city, Compton, California, the home of NWA, Eazy-E, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, MC Ren. And, and since I'm a rapper, I kind of wanted to freestyle rap a little bit and give you all some of my flavor in case some of y'all... Some of y'all can, some of y'all might, all right, let me see if I can get the music going. Mr. Stein. Yes. You really only have three, you only have three minutes. Prime, time, number 99, always on the grind, always gonna shine. Compton, California, let me hear, say I was born a boy. I'ma transition my daughter. I don't care if you're drinking vodka and water. I'm a pimp on a blimp, eating shrimp fried rice, all that shrimp. What can you say? Vaccinate my body. Vaccinate my DNA. Got the sanitizer. You know that I'm rocking with that Pfizer. Triple boosted in my cooster. I don't really care. I want the fourth booster. Dr. Dre, what can you say? Mayor Sharif, don't call the police. I'm a pimp on a blimp, eating shrimp. Alita Godwin, you are calling me. You know I'm looking good. All up in the Compton hood. And I take on my shirt, you know I'm a flirt. I like to get freaky, I like to get diggy. And I wear a big old dashiki. I'm prime time on the grind. All the time, I grind and blow your mind. Dr. Dre, what can I say? Please give me a deal. How do you feel? I sent pictures of my feet to a freak on the internet. He got wet. What can I say? I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what to do. I'm going to take off off my shoe, put it in the air like I don't care. I'm prime time 99, always on the grass, always got it shine. One more time, let me blow your mind. Make a sure reef, no I don't queef. I cause a disturbance like a plane. High on cocaine in the Ukraine and I go insane. I'm prime time, double 99 and I blow your mind. Use my shoe phone, no I'm not a clone. When I rap, I'm always in the zone. So if you guys can give this to Dr. Dre, or uh, somebody, it's Primetime Steins, my Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to share it, thank you, Mary Street. Please send this. Will you send this to NWA? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, which, yes, he's kind of a Cassidy Campbell type. He's actually got his own show. Oh, it's shit. called uh, Conspiracy Castle <sighs> on YouTube. It's freaking hysterical. Oh my God, that's so yes, he's not really transitioning his son to his daughter. He goes no. up there. It's total satire. He's hysterical. Um, but he brought something to mind about the fourth booster, you know, who has four shots and just got COVID. Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Look, here's the thing. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) retarded. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Um, I'm sorry, that was the wrong one. <laughs> and now, a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Don't get COVID. Oh, yes. Oh. I got four shots. Don't go get COVID on yourself. But it would be so much worse if he had if he if he didn't have four shots, you know, because um, I, I, he's only experiencing mild symptoms. So he's going to work from home. So go get your booster shots. 
so you can die too. Hey, I, why is it? And I gotta ask yes, this question. Feed Fauci to Seamus. I, I gotta ask this question, right? Why is it? If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? <laughs> if the vaccine's so good and you vaccinate all these people, why are only people with the vaccine getting COVID? Or everything else? Literally. Uh, SADS. SADS. You know about Just SADS? Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, either sad. way. Holy anyway, shit, that okay. Was funny. All right. That was, so, thank you for a good episode. That was awesome. That folks. was a fun show. You guys rock. Yes. Um, welcome to all our new listeners too. Uh, everybody who's Some... just tuning in, tuning in for the first time, appreciate you coming by. Uh, hopefully, you check us out again. And if you don't check us out again because you're pissed off, you're angry with something that I fucking said, I apologize, but I don't fucking apologize. Yeah, don't care. But what you could do is come back because what we do do tend to do is grow on people. So yeah, just throwing it out there. True story. Um, yeah. We're kind of like herpes gonocyphilates. <laughs> we grow on you. <laughs> does that go in the dictionary? Tara, Tara, does herpes gonocyphilates go in the dictionary? the dictionary? No, that was a military term. I can't take. You can't credit. take credit for that. No. Okay. Anybody <laughs> that was in the, anybody that was bad. in the military knows what herpes gonocyphilates is. <laughs> Do they give you a shot for that? <laughs> Several. <laughs> Several and they hurt too. <laughs> or a little blue pill. No, <laughs> they don't give us a blue pill because normally we pill. got it from banging so something else that was a little green. So that they can give you the shot. <laughs> still, still waiting on my cereal box ads since I still put toilet paper down on the toilet seat the way I was trained when I was a child. So I'm just good thing you're a good sheep. Babe. Only in public places, though. It's good thing you're a good sheep. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm sorry. I don't like this. I, I don't like to stick my ass where other people have been. Okay. All right. Gotcha. You, cause so many diseases are transferred from ass cheek to ass cheek. You never I, know. You never know. Yes. Not these days. You never know. You really don't. <laughs> you really don't. <sighs> don't worry. It's a trap. All right. So either way, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, oh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 6 to 8, of course, or 8.15, whenever we get yep. the fuck off. And, oh, I asked this at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to ask again. So uh, because there weren't very many people on then. But uh, when we're doing show prep, like about the 15, 20 minutes before, Mick just starts playing music um, to kind of get us uh, in the groove. Like we play past intro songs. If you guys would like, we'll be happy to start it like, 10, 15 minutes early, and you can listen to the same music that we do before we hit that, you know, 30 seconds till countdown button. So um, what, do, what do you think? You want us to start 10, 15 minutes early and listen to some good music, or should we just start at six the way we normally do? Jesus Christ, gas prices just hit seven bucks. Mm. Yeah. Damn. It's just going to get worse from here, guys. I'm telling you, it's just going to get worse. Start early. Start cool. early, cool. All okay. right, we'll do that. Because just, all just it is, is all it's going to be, all it's going to be is. Yeah, it's uh, just, I mean, I'll just be the logo up and then, yeah. um, you know, and then music playing but yeah yeah you'll hear some really good tunes but the, i know a lot of people start come in too when they get the notification which takes a couple of minutes so if we start early then you know i know some people sometimes miss the beginning of the show because they get the notification late so That's we start fine. a little early with the music then yeah cool all right good deal sounds good well then i've i'll, I'll let josh's team know as well so we'll we'll start a little early on pills yeah. so cool beans. all right Either right. way, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 yep. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, share, subscribe, of course. Yep. And uh, yeah, 545, I guess, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hit we'll, the music then. then. Yeah, we'll yep. hit about 545. Yeah. Either way, uh, I'll be on uh, Redcon. What is it? You'll be Def on Zefcon 5 on American Media Periscope. It's pre-recorded, so we're recording it tomorrow. I'm not sure when it comes out. 
Yeah, um, I'll let you know when, when that actually posts, but I got to watch my mouth, so it'll be a weird temper. Nick, Nick with no cussing. Um, it'll be odd. It's going to be interesting. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to... Fuck it. I'm going to get it all out tonight. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, cunt, twat, <laughs> licking, cocksucking motherfucker. Just just talk to Josh for five minutes before you get on the show, yeah. and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. No, I won't. No, all right. Won't. All right. But it's a bold strategy either way. Yeah, okay. All right. So uh, we will, uh, I guess we'll talk to you later yeah. uh, for the Mick. And Lynn. We'll talk to you later. Thanks Good night, for watching. Folks. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off for Keep hitting the wrong buttons. It's a bold strategy. No, I hit that like five minutes ago. Oh, Jesus. All right. We'll talk right. to you guys later. Good night, y'all. And served out in Afghanistan And now he's back living with me He can't afford good health care Then he sees illegals get it all for free I thank the Lord I've got a dang good job And an extra beat up truck That he can drive around the farm And try to make a couple extra bucks Want it all for free That don't sit well with me I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Ever have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking patriotic good mentality some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it. Here's to the American Savage. I'd like to defund welfare and deputize 10 million more today. You want a civil war, you about to get one, cause it's time to drop dead weight. Just give me one hard worker, I don't give a damn what color that he is We come from different places, I just wanna know, do you have any grit? Some want it all for free, that don't sit well with me I pledge allegiance to this flag, it's part of who I am don't kneel for the anthem, never have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it It's to the American Savage is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in, lock and load and we wait If evil is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in, lock and load and we wait I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem 
never will, don't give a damn The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking patriotic good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it Here's to the American savage American savage So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is, is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And, uh, we found, uh, we found a bunch and one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was cultural life, 1972, cultural life, 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death folks. So, uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and, uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and, uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life, their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life. And they support, um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get-go. Uh, we told her that we'd support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, It's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, okay, I, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you and, uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's, uh, that's another really important thing these days. So folks, again, culturelife1972.com use promo code Patriot party, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right. Thank you.